Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Uh, if you're not familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a movie review podcast wherein Kyle and I take turns introducing each other to movies. Uh, and in this way, we help each other to catch up on our cinema. Uh, so last week, we entered the realm of uh, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio's filmography. I think it's his first appearance on the show. I think so. I yeah. think so. Uh, so this week, uh, I once again handed over creative control to Kyle. So he got to pick the movie. And uh, what did you pick for us this week, Kyle? Uh, I picked 2000's The Beach, directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, we actually covered 28 Days Later, which is a Danny Boyle film. Uh, he's done a few others. I think his most most famous has to be Slumdog Millionaire. I think he did 127 Hours as well. Oh, really? I think so. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire, Train Spotting, one of my personal I favorites. I think Train Spotting is probably his. You his think so? I think it's his most famous work, to be honest. I guess I, I could see that. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, you know, around award season that year mm-hmm. was a big fucking deal, but Train Spotting has legs. Like, oh, yeah, there's a reason it got a, like a 10, 15 years later sequel. Um, it's a big deal among certain circles of people. Me? Um, n- <laughs> not me, actually. I haven't seen it, but a lot of my friends, like back in middle school, and like my people my in my brother's age range, so like, you know, mid-30s or whatever, it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big fucking deal. And uh, now he's doing things like Aladdin. Oh, <laughs> he has geez. a very eclectic filmography. Was that, did he do Aladdin or was that, I thought that was uh, Snatch, uh, Guy Ritchie. I, I can't recall if it's... I think it's Danny Boyle. Mm. Guy Ritchie, I thought, was doing, like, King Arthur and shit. Maybe. <laughs> we gotta look this shit yeah, up. Yeah, I gotta look this up real quick. No, Guy Ritchie. Guy it Ritchie. was Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie Okay, thank God. <laughs> okay, yeah. Danny Boyle, you don't completely suck. No, <laughs> Danny Boyle's still doing fine. Okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, Kyle, why did you pick The Beach? Because uh, we did The Man in the Iron Mask last week, and I'm still not entirely sure why you did that other... Like, aside from the fact that you seem to have a thing for The Three Musketeers. I love The Three Musketeers. I love Porthos. I wanted to get your opinion on that movie because I thought it was silly. Uh, but it's one that my brother and I watched quite a bit. And going back, I watched it as an adult. I'm like, what the f- This movie's not good. Uh, <laughs> this is really not good. I'm going to make my friend watch it. <laughs> but I figured, it, I figured it'd be a fun one for you, like, for you to be like, what? Like, scratch your head out. This one... Uh, I did not watch until I was about 24 or 25. So it was actually a good time to kind of check this one out. I think so, yeah. Because uh, this came out uh, three years after Titanic, so you and I both were of the age where we were not supposed to like Leo. Yeah, yeah. it was like playground code. You're not supposed to be into Leo. Like It's just frowned upon. Like, yeah. it, it was a different time. I remember the, the marketing. I remember the uh, trailers for this and was like, this doesn't look good at all. Like I don't want to watch this. Uh, and it, it kind of had a mixed target. It was like, we're going for young girls, but we're also kind of maybe going for guys. Uh, but we're also, but the whole point of the marketing was to trick everybody into seeing a completely different movie than what you thought was going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you were talking to me off air about the marketing, how you remembered it very clearly. Very clearly. And I remember like exactly three shots, and I do remember a gun was in one of those shots. And mm. I was telling you that I thought that was funny because I distinctly recall a pistol being in the trailer for Titanic. So they're doing kind of the same marketing trick where it's like, this is a big, sweeping, grand, romantic story, but there's a gun. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe there's a chance of some action or yeah. violence. So, you know, it's like, if it's a date movie, it's like, okay. It's like, oh, man, this romance stuff is really boring me, but there's a gun at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'll just hold on to hope that that comes into play. <laughs> but I, one thing that was funny about the marketing for this movie, and this might be just me failing to remember, but 
I don't really remember the the civilization aspect of the story being hinted at. No, I not just at remember all. it being three people on a beach and then some people with guns. No, that's what I'm saying. They tricked you into watching, not in a bad way. Tricked you into watching the movie. But no, yeah, not the, at all. This the city element is not there at all in the marketing. Yeah, the the city, but not only that, but like the community on the island itself. Yeah, that's not I don't, there I don't really remember that being a huge part of the marketing. They pretty much are just like Leo's going to try to have sex with this French girl and. You're going to watch that, and someone might bring a gun out. It's like, that's good enough for two hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> young man trying to sleep with a French girl. Yep. We can all... We can all. We don't need a plot. We don't need a plot. <laughs> and I think that's more or less why I was just like, as a kid, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. This looks stupid. Yeah, no. That, that's where I was at in 1998 or 2000. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was barely a teenager. But I was just... too busy with my anime and Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Uh, but I ended up watching this uh, a few years ago, and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is not at all what I was expecting. And I was pleasantly surprised, and I didn't even know at the time it was Danny Boyle, um, who I actually like. Uh, but yeah, I wanted you to see it, because I, I think I had, when I watched it, I had my own idea of what this movie was, and then I watched it, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I like Danny Boyle, and I think two movies spotlight this, is his ability to... Uh, shift tone on you and put the character in a situation where you didn't like them now you kind of don't like them even more <laughs> or you like the character hate him now or didn't really care for the character now i actually really like him well, i say he does that very effectively especially since when those pivots happen you're still with them like mm-hmm. you're still engaged in the story like it doesn't make you roll your eyes and go oh well fuck like because yeah. <laughs> that can happen sometimes where you you kind of screw the pooch and like take too steep of a turn or something um but yeah i this is an interesting movie because i feel like man i i wish i had seen this when i was a younger man mm. uh, because i feel like if i had seen it when i was like a a, a teenager or something like that it, it would have been inspiring it would have it would have definitely like perhaps changed my course in life because this this movie has a romantic quality to it not like in like the human like one-on-one human aspect to it but just like romanticizing something is a romanticizing life itself yeah like the the splendor that comes from experiencing all that can be experienced kind of yeah Um, there is a very very dark edge to it but it's a it has an interesting feel to it it's like it's a journey into darkness that feels extremely worthwhile I say train spotting is is kind of similar to this movie in that your protagonist is somebody who's not really a good person. You, spoiler alert: Ewan McGregor is not a great guy in train spotting. Uh, he's playing a heroin addict, but there are, he has other qualities that aren't very admirable. Um, and Leo in this situation is not a very he like he. I don't even know if he learns anything. He learns a little something, but he's still not a good person throughout the film. No, he, no, not, <laughs> not at all. Like from the get go, like this movie has narration over it. Um, yeah. Leo, it, it is based on a novel i don't know how faithful it is to the novel i haven't i haven't touched the source material at all or even researched it for that matter but um the narration gives you some insight into his intentions from moment to moment Mm -hmm. and it completely removes any any potential of like mystery or anything like that in terms of where he's at as a person from moment to moment and he's he's playing a lot of angles right from the get-go where it's Mm -hmm. like he's saying one thing and feeling another and i mean the whole premise of the movie the whole catalyst for the plot is i want to sleep with her yeah <laughs> and so i'm i'm willing to do some stupid shit to make that happen even if it means 
telling some very big lies. Oh, he tells some big lies. Uh, he does a lot of bad things in yes. this movie. No, he he's not he's not a pure soul. Yeah. So uh, we get a like kind of opening there opening narration. Uh, he's going to Bangkok. He's going to Thailand. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's a rich kid because uh, he's not with anybody. He's just by himself. Uh, I guess he told his family he was going to Thailand. Yeah, I was a little confused by that because this is a very young person's story. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like the story of like an 18 year old guy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like he has to have come from means or I mean Thailand's cheap like it's not an expensive place it's not it's not unheard of for people to travel very far with very little but it's just like to to do that you need to be a very specific personality Mm. it's not something most people feel secure in doing um and he feels experienced I definitely yeah he he seemed he wasn't intimidated at all like I mean the very first shot of the movie is him standing like at a bus stop looking kind of lost Mm -hmm. beside a giant Buddha while a bunch of people pass by him in, in the foreground there's some good like visual storytelling there and in, in the way that he he stands apart from the crowd like mm-hmm. he's, he's alienated in some way uh, put a pin in that yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah as as a character like when when we first see him walking through that night market he seems very comfortable when he's uh, he's talking to the guy i've been to thailand and i've been to southeast asia and most of the countries i went to had this same kind of idea you have your market you have your people trying to sell you stuff that's counterfeit he speaks the counterfeit stuff so I'm, i feel like he's familiar like he's done some traveling by himself he's not like oh wait what you got a place for me to stay or like just completely ignoring he's actually engaging with the guy a little bit he's like no nah, i'm fine i got my own place to stay yeah yeah he seems very secure in himself and his environment um like the first major thing that happens in the story well it's not even the story it's just a little moment here is the guy like tells him like oh Oh, you you want to be you want everything to be safe, just like in America, because yeah. try- this street peddler is trying to get him to drink snake blood. Snake blood. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, probably for the money. Just like eh, I can get him to drink snake blood. I- maybe he has like a side bet going with some of the guys that are in the room, where it's like he's gonna spit it up. It's, <laughs> like- it's I I know it's less about what the guy's trying to get out of him. It's just supposed to illustrate that. Leo's a risk taker. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's he, looking for he's searching for something. No, he's Marty McFly being called a chicken. Yeah, and he he turns around and he goes and he drinks that snake blood. Like, I'm not fucking scared. I'll fucking do it. I'm here for an experience, dude. Yeah, uh, but we definitely get like some in the throughout the narration. We get like the criti- It's this is a very '90s thing. I feel at the time, Fight Club was like '99. Was it like right around yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. We're getting like a critique of a uh, of like American culture. Of, specifically american vacation culture about you just go to the fucking beach to do the same shit you do in america and you're not actually out there experiencing culture i'm I'm starting to see a theme here slc punk (laughs) (laughs) and and i don't know what it is kyle but a lot of your movies make me think of catcher in the rye like that holden caulfield-esque character archetype where it's like everybody's a phony except me yeah the shithead teenager (laughs) a guy know everything better than everyone Uh, because he hasn't he hasn't had um any experience in life so he's easy to to judge other people no it's it's what i was prattling on about before we even recorded it's a very juvenile mindset of Oh, nothing matters anyway because an asteroid's going to hit the planet and kill everyone someday anyway. Yeah. So nothing I do matters. I can be a shithead. Yeah. Everyone can be a shithead. I would say Leo's about 23 in this. Not in real life, just the character's about 23. Yeah, he's definitely not 18 or whatever, no. but it's a... I think the target audience is maybe supposed to be around that age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him as a character, probably, yeah, 20, 22, 23, around there. Yeah. Um, I, I did like that quote right after he downs the 
the shot of snake blood the gentleman that was excellent, that was excellent. <laughs> and then he just like darts out the room <laughs> he has some moments there's some he has some funny moments here uh it's mostly when he's yelling uh but uh, yeah so he's in the, he's staying at um a hotel slash hostel looking thing i'm not really sure lots of americans are yeah a lot English of speaking a lot people. of caucasian people and yeah. they have apocalypse now and uh the simpsons oh yeah playing playing on a projection screen in like the hotel lobby and he does have a line pointing out how it's like you travel across the planet to Just, watch the same shit that you would watch back home yeah i've had definitely had those moments like at a, at a bnb we were staying i'm like we're just watching a movie drinking wine like we have to do this at home yeah yeah but the beach isn't right there i'm like good point <laughs> you do have a point good point i did like his uh apartment door or his hotel room that wouldn't open the I was VS, like, yeah i was like oh he lives he lives across the hall from peter parker <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we get we get introduced to because the marketing told us she was going to be in here, Francois. I'd be very uh, upset oh, if she didn't show up. Wow, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan, big fan, Francois. What is this Francoise. actress's name? I I'm, didn't bother to look it up. Something with Margaret in it, I think. Oh, uh, we'll we'll have to look it up because yeah, she stands out. Uh, yeah, she definitely does. Uh, I was close. Uh, Vir- Virginie Leo Ledoian, something like that. Yeah, let's she, not try that again. Yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's from Paris. She hasn't done much. Her name is Francois. <laughs> her name is Francois. 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 Um, yeah, uh, he meets her, and he's kind of flustered when he meets her, as you would. Yeah. Be. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't see the marketing visit, you haven't seen this, she's a bombshell. Well, he forgot to do his push-ups, too. Oh, like, yeah. he's, he's shirtless. Flabby, he's, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's got his baby body thing that Leo always has. I think he worked I think he worked out for Gangs of New York for that one scene with the chest, and that was it. Yeah, I could see that. Because <laughs> he's ne- he's always had a poor physique if his shirt's ever been popped he off. Probably, he probably, like... Not fit- poor, just not defined. He probably got, like, sinewy for Blood Diamond because of the heat, you know? But I don't think that was any work on his part. It was, he, just, it was just the heat. He probably did the R- Ricardo Montalban workout for, you know, do you remember, like, Wrath, con- of, Khan? Wrath of Khan, the controversy with his chest? There still is controversy. He he talked about it. He's like, no, I just did a ton but of push But that came from him. From him. That came from him, a very fabulously handsome man who I'm sure is a little bit vain. I think he... I'm going to go with he did the push-ups. I, I don't know, man. It, it looks a little rubbery. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that that chest window looks a little rubbery and a little pink, too. I'm going to counter with Arminator. Uh, Arminator? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 2 when he goes into the bar. there's a, When he walks up to the guy, you get just above the nipple chest, and it, his chest looks fake. I mean, it is enhanced, don't get me wrong. Well, he does have to have an, a, a trick knife put into his chest. So. This is before the trick knife oh, goes in. Guitars, no, no. candlelights, Actually, Billy, the, Billy Music! It's the, <laughs> uh, it's the cigar that goes on his chest. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he gets he gets it, like, towards the ribs, like this. Yeah, I remember all the sounds. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, friends... Because that wasn't a knife. I love that hesitation when the guy's on the... Why does he pause? It, it he's, takes, just, he's just on the stove. And it, they, it, oh. When you're like thrown into something like that, it probably takes a second for your brain to register. Like, fuck. I feel like it's just a weird edit because he's just sitting there. It's a quick. It's quick, but he. He's like a. He's like a fly that's about to die. It's like, what's happening? What's up? I'm dead. Oh. oh but yeah, Francois catches she, him off guard and she helps him out of it. Yeah, he looks like he's about to like hit on her, but then her handsome French boyfriend uh, goes in. They look like. French models, basically, they're 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 gorgeous. Yeah, um, every everyone in this frame is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, most of the people on the beach, aside for like 
two of the dudes are pretty good looking. I would feel very self-conscious if I was on that island. Yeah. They'd be like sucking it in and like yeah. knock, knocking out some push-ups before I leave my tent. Oh, you're going to lose weight living in that place. Oh, for yeah. Sure. I mean, they, they do point that out. That, you know, sometimes fish are hard to catch. <laughs> See, for, me, for, for me, like when I first watched this, I'm like, oh, this would be cool to live in a place like this. But as I get older, I know how susceptible I am to skin cancer. I'm like, this is a fucking nightmare, dude. I got to move to someplace cold. That's where I can That's where I can yeah, go I have my commune. melon in there, sir. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he's about to hit on her. She goes into her room and he's laying on his bed that evening. And fucking Begbie, if you've seen Train Spotting, uh, Robert Carlyle, who is great at playing these kinds of characters, uh, is also a piece of shit. In Twenty Eight Weeks Later, we should go watch that. Yeah, um, uh, maybe we should. I, 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 I would watch that. I, I liked it. It's not as good as Twenty Eight Days Later, but it's still fun. But yeah, Robert Carlyle, who's playing Daffy. Yep. Put a pin in that name. <laughs> Uh, he's just what I would assume most Scottish people do after a football match. Uh, he's just da, 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 yeah, he's, kicking he's stuff. He's singing. He's doing fake martial arts. Yeah. He's hooting and hollering. He's kicking holes in walls. Oh, and then he <laughs> punches through Leo's screen, screen yeah. up at the top. He's so like, like, hey. Yeah, mounted up towards the ceiling. Mm. You know, normally where it's difficult to reach without a stepladder or something, they have like mosquito nets basically. Yeah. And a hand just, just kind of busts through. And Leo's too busy. He's like just laying, laying in bed. There. He's just laying in bed staring at the ceiling being mopey because he can hear the French fucking next door. Just keep let a, the man sulk in peace. Think about, uh, keep in mind the, the drug use, the, the not drug use, the marijuana use in here. Uh, just put a pin in that because I, I want to talk about that eventually. Um, but yeah, he, he just kind of bothered him. Hey, you got anything to smoke? And I like how Leo, he has like a, a confidence about him where he just, he's kind of snippy with people. And this is one of those ones like, no, I don't have anything. Like, dude, you're dealing with a drunk, like a drunk dude. Yeah, you don't know where he's coming from. You don't know he what. He snap real quick. Yeah, like, just like, no, sorry, I don't have anything. Be just, be polite. And, he, you know, Robert Carlyle is small, but he's fierce. He's fierce. <laughs> uh, again, you need to watch Trainspot because he is fucking fierce. Uh, yeah, he gives him, like, he, he sits there and talks to him. He's like, yeah, I've got some weed. So they're, like, smoking a joint, like, standing on their beds, basically. It's a neat setup for a dialogue scene. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's very unique, and it, it, you know, prevents, like, shot shot A, shot B style yeah. editing. Like, it makes it engaging from a visual standpoint. And also the fact that Robert Carlyle's character, Daffy, is very unhinged, mm -hmm. and it, it fits the situation perfectly. Yeah. And also it tells you a lot about Leo. Where he's willing to meet this guy halfway. Yeah. He's willing to entertain this batshit crazy person. He has a moment where I'm like, I would love to have met a Leo on like a trip when I was in my early 20s. Like, this is the guy you want to have. when Like, just some random guy you meet. It's like, let's go fucking do this crazy thing. You're like, you know what? Fine, I will follow you because I'm not going to do it myself. See, that's why I say this would have been a good movie to see as a young person because... I don't have that instinct. <laughs> like, I'm the guy who says, no, I'll get the next one. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I went to these countries, but I was in a safe environment to go to these countries, and I was very cautious, even so, being in these other places. Some of them, you had to be even more cautious. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not cautious in all of them. Uh, <laughs> took some cab rides to some places that were pretty sketchy, and got dropped off in some places that were pretty sketchy. Yeah, that pretty much sounds like Bangkok, from yeah. what my brother tells me, and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he gives him this story, uh, I just called it the commune story, but he's like, yeah, we started this thing, it was gonna be great, uh, and just kind of fell apart. Yeah, there's, it's there's vague. some very lucid details that pop through, but then there's some just horse shit that's like, I have no fucking clue what that's supposed to mean, but he does talk about, 
about like too much input and like his thoughts spilling out of him and you get the sense that like wherever he was there was something bad that he was there was just too much of it or something like and you know in some ways i guess you could interpret that as just like just too much goodness or experience or just life my my theory is that the way they deal with the problems later, I think Duffy was mentally ill, and they said that he was sad later when he gets they, there. They said he was depressed. He he was killing the vibe. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that he was actually, he left, and they went to go do this because he was actually suffering from, let's say, depression. And when he got there, it worked for a while, but depression is a disease, and it's just going to seep back in. And like, well, you know what, dude? We're not depressed, so you need to go. And I think they kicked him off the island. Yeah, no, it, that, it doesn't. I don't think there's any other interpretation of that. It seems pretty obvious that he was forced out, like as a means to secure the rest yes. of it. Yes, you know? uh, and I think maybe alcoholism might have had something to do with it because he is fucking lit. Like he is hammered for the most part gotcha. when, when you're introduced to him. So, alcohol is a depressant, and if you have somebody who's depressed, just pouring on top. Oh, we A to B equals C. Uh, surprise he kills himself yeah. uh that's kind of the next scene uh yeah. I, I, love... I did like his one quote about a big chunky charlie yeah i know exactly what he was talking about too <laughs> he's talking about the he's kind of selling them all he's like he's telling him about this thing and he's like yeah do you want to hang out with all the big chunky charlies out here puking on each other kind of deal i'm giving his... I, I just like that turn of phrase big chunky like, charlie. like it doesn't mean anything outside the context of the film but it's just a fun thing to hear coming out of a scotsman mouth this was the f- <laughs> this is one of the few roles i've seen him in where i can understand what the fuck he's saying train spotting because he's around a bunch of other scottish characters he is it's almost inaudible like you cannot tell what he's saying i have there was several instances i had to have the subtitles on yeah i need to see that movie for a variety of reasons but he's probably the biggest one for me personally because i've always admired the fact that he is a chameleon like he can yeah. he can do anything mm-hmm. you, you ask him to do anything he can give you a great example of it but um to that point like i remember when uh the world is not enough came mm-hmm. out uh so many of my friends were disappointed because he was the villain yeah and it's like Robert Carlyle is a fucking Bond villain? Let's get ready for that. It's a bit of a thud. Yeah, he's not very good in it. And it's not a very good movie, but he's he's not very good in it, which is shocking. Yeah. I agree. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I remember he was in James Bond. I remember he was very unmagnificent. Yeah, Yeah, he... I mean, they don't really give him much to work with. He's barely in the movie. And Sophie, uh, she's more the the front and center villain. Yeah. Yeah. We all remember Sophie. Oh, Jonathan Price, is he the bad guy? Ooh, delicious. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, he's the, the, the previous yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Jonathan Price that was He the, had some fun with that. Yeah. I like that one. Delicious. <laughs> I just remember him saying, delicious. <laughs> oh, he's the bad guy. No good guy says delicious like that. <laughs> so yeah, he gives him this story, kind of like, you should go check out this, like, we made this island. Uh, so the next day, there's a lady <laughs> mopping the ceiling uh, next to an electrical outlet that's sparking <laughs> while, <laughs> while standing in a puddle of water. And even Leo's just like, this is actually a moment where he's doing good. He's like, hey, don't fucking do that. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah, you can see him like, like subconsciously just like wrapping his arm in his towel <laughs> and like, and gesturing at her. But lady, no, hey, lady. don't. It, it, bad (laughs) so that is his one good thing he tries to do in this movie Uh, she doesn't give a shit though she's like it's fine don't fucking worry about it uh but she's like hey somebody left a thing on your door and it's a map 
Yeah, and it has a drawing of a duck with an assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daffy. So, th- so he knows what this is. It was from Daffy. He goes to his room, and uh, da- Daffy's dead as fuck. I always yeah. thought it was Duffy, but it's Daffy. It's Daffy, uh, as in the duck. Um, Did you pick up on the illustrations here? There's uh, one in particular that I caught going back this time. I was way too preoccupied looking at the really bad fake blood yeah it's not good. <laughs> um you'll have to tell me uh, the drawings uh the fake blood gets much better no, near the end it gets magnificent it's, fuck. it's spectacular yeah. um yeah put a pin in that holy yeah. shit this movie amps the fuck up at one at one point um but yeah i liked uh he knocks on daffy's door because i think he just assumes like oh this probably came from him for sure yeah um and the door just kind of opens and there's a lot of narration over this scene. I didn't write down all the notes um, except for one line that I, I really liked because it, it plays a part in later scenes in the movie big time. Uh, so Leo walks in and the room is just covered from top to bottom with spurts of blood. Yeah. Really bad fake blood. It looks more like paint. Yeah. It looks like blood in a Japanese movie from the 70s. Like, think Sonny Chiba. Or, I've seen zero movies or from like the 70s. Lone Wolf and... Well, you've, Japan. Seen, you've seen Kill Bill, though. Yeah. It's similar to that. Uh, oh, okay. Like a lot of them, literally used paint for for blood, gotcha. and it, it's 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 just too bright. It you can't. It has no transparency or translucency to it. It just looks like paint, and that's gotcha. what a lot of the stuff on the walls, especially, looked like. But um, he walks around the bed and he sees Robert Carlyle just kind of like on the floor, probably dead. He is dead. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the line of dialogue I wrote down was, "I was waiting for it to hit me." But it just mm. never happened. I was gonna I say I didn't notice the dialogue, but I definitely noticed his demeanor. Like he just doesn't really care. I I really like that. Uh, that's something that carries on throughout the story. Like it's something we do revisit at later points in the story, where it's like there's this horrific thing that's front and center, like big as life and twice as ugly in front of Leo, and he's just like he knows he's supposed to f- be devastated by this or freaked out, but unaffected. Just like The Departed. Just it's like. like my hand it doesn't shake. It doesn't shake. <laughs> Valume. Uh, I love how he says that in that movie. Valume. Uh, but yeah, then he goes to the cops. So yeah, uh, he goes to the cops. Uh, he tells them the story. Uh, Thai jail. One of my scary. That's that's one of the scariest things I can imagine is being in a Thai jail. I have a movie on my shelf. I think I told you about. It's called uh, A Prayer Before Dawn, mm-hmm. based on a true story. Oh, interesting. Of a British uh, kickboxer who goes to Thailand. Like specifically Bangkok, I think, um, and gets caught with yaba. Uh, it's this hellacious drug that's just infected like, all of Southeast Asia. Like a black tar heroin kind of deal. I don't know exactly what it is, but it is. I think it's an amphetamine. But oh, it, it, yes, 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 it is just an infestation. Yeah. Just all of Southeast Asia. I have heard that. Just overflowing with it. Anyway, he gets caught. He gets put in a Thai prison, and the movie's really remarkable because most of the cast. It's filmed in a real prison. And most of the cast are non-actors who are just actual Thai prisoners. Oh, wow. And it has a layer of reality to it that's terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. This is one of the the scariest things I could think of is locked up abroad, like being in another country and being arrested. Midnight Run, I think. Uh, It's the Turkish prison. Oh. I can't remember exactly the title. I think it's Midnight Run. My dad had me watch it when I was like 13 or something. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. (laughs) I don't like... I'm not a big fan of prison movies. There's just... Yeah, I, I know. I know that about you. It, it just doesn't... I don't like it. Uh, but I meant to, to mention the illustrations. There's one illustration that resembles Tilda Swinton. 
Oh. Uh, I noticed it. it's vague. It's a vague shape, but you can see her bun. Like her, uh, she has a bun yeah, in a few yeah, shots yeah. throughout here. And I'm like, oh, I think that was Tilda Swinton. There may have also been a bit of a, a love triangle going on. Uh, between the three of them. I would not be surprised. The uh, way she talks about him suggests that there was another layer to their familiarity with one another. And, and from what I can tell, there was definitely a power struggle. And I think that I think that Bugs ended up backing up Tilda, and that was part of the, the power struggle, because he's kind of just her enforcer. Oh, yeah. No, he, he doesn't... He isn't very vocal. Like, he doesn't make any of the decisions. He's but scary to me. I don't know why. There's something about him. It's that hairline, man. <laughs> it's like it's, He's, it's like a it's like a weird confidence that it, it, he doesn't know any martial arts but there's like i'll fucking kill you and i'll think nothing of it and there's nothing you can do to stop me i don't know i just kind of got that vibe from him like i can do terrible things well i mean think about that type of personality you've spent multiple years as like big kahuna of mm-hmm. you know, like the party island yeah like this party only exists because I allow it to. More so or less. It, it gives you maybe an inflated ego to some some degree. I really want to get into these characters uh, once yeah, we get to yeah. them. Well, uh, let's get to the island. Uh, so yeah, we, we get this movie's the, too slow, Ty, Kyle. Sorry, Ty J. I mean, yeah, it, it takes a bit to go. But I'm just it, kidding, it, actually. I, I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I hope so. Uh... <laughs> I was actually kind of, ner- I was telling you before, I'm like, I was kind of nervous. I'm like, damn, it's taking a while for this to get going. But then once it gets going, you're like, oh, here we go. Okay, no, fine. I have a weakness for these kinds of like, like juvenile love stories, I guess. It's, this isn't a love story, no. but the, the stuff that happens in the early goings between Leo mm-hmm. and Francois. Uh, his name is Richard, by the way. Yeah, Richard. Dick. Dick. Um, it's, yeah, it's perfect. I, for some reason, I, I have a thing about these kinds of stories that I find them charming. Where, be, I think it's because I could put myself in that character's shoes. I've done a lot of stupid shit it's for, like for a, girls. This is like an adolescent <laughs> cat and mouse. Like This is something that you would deal with when you were a teenager. Like on vacation with your parents, you see that cute girl with her parents. Yeah. And you yeah, see yeah. her again, and then yeah, you eventually talk to her, and then you see her at the beach, you guys hang out. Yeah. No, I, I had that happen on an airplane once where I was like, I know you. But I don't. <laughs> I shouldn't make assumptions. Uh, so yeah, Duffy's dead. They're interviewing all the people in the hotel. And then um, this is where I was like, I'd love to meet Leo on vacation. So we, we get to him. He's like talking himself. It takes, it takes us a minute to figure out. It looks like he's talking to somebody. But he's talking himself up to go talk to Francois. Oh, it doesn't take a minute, Kyle. I've done this. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> I knew exactly what he was doing. Sorry, Trevor. We're gonna rock this shit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rehearse our lines. We're gonna knock out some push-ups. We're gonna run downstairs. <laughs> we're gonna talk to the hot girl in two beats. We're gonna ask her to go out for a walk. Awesome. She's gonna say no. You're gonna help her move out of the apartment complex. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to the apartment. He ends up talking to uh, I can't can remember his name. Etienne. Etienne. Uh, he talks to Etienne. He's kind of flustered because he's not expecting... He's already flustered because he's going to go talk to Francois. It's a fun edit. As like, he opens the door and, he, like, no words are exchanged. It's just like, hi! hi. <laughs> like, overly exuberant and loud. It's like, you're not the one I wanted! <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a, it's a bold move, like, going to oh, inadvertently hit on was, a girl in front of a It was even better than that. He says, hey, you want to take a hike? Yeah. <laughs> you want to take a hike? Uh, but, yeah, I do like what he does. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Like, he's like, you never get... It's what he was going to say to her and hoping that he was not there. But he tells them both, like, hey, you guys going to come for a hike? This is going to be fucking awesome. We're going to go to this beach. No one knows where – nobody knows about it. And they actually are super, exci- super excited. The boyfriend does all the planning. Like, he's super, yeah. he's super <laughs> ecstatic. Uh, she's already pretty much made up her mind that she is going to bang Leo. Because this, this is a boss move, by the way. Like, we're going to go off the beaten path. You guys want to come. 
your boyfriend takes care of all the arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really interesting because it, it's a strange power dynamic that I was actually expecting to lead to more tension. I'm glad it didn't, I, but I was expecting more more problems between Etienne and Richard. There's a French element that I want to discuss a little bit later. Once we once the once it's confronted, there's something about. We'll get to French girls here in a second. <laughs> but yeah, Etienne, he, he kind of just like takes charge. And Leo, on the narration track, even like points out that it's like, this guy's pretty incredible. Like, yeah. He just fucking figured it out right quick. Etienne, and even got us good deals. He is the best person in this movie. He is like all around. He is. The most st- <laughs> he's one of the most stand-up people I've seen in a movie. Dude, when he's in that tent, he's, he's he t- didn't have to be in that tent. He does not have to be in that tent. Um, <laughs> with, with that gangrene smell in that tent out in the jungle? No, he didn't need to do any of that. He uh, chose to do that because he's a good guy. Yeah, they, they take planes, trains, and automobiles all the way over. <laughs> 500, we're 500 miles away from Bangkok, uh, What is what I heard. Oh, wow. We're, they've done they've done quite a bit of, of I mean, traveling. We, like, you weren't kidding, planes, trains, and automobiles. Like We literally do use virtually every type of... <laughs> like travel equipment possible. I I feel like it, like remembering my I feel like I glossed over this. Like I didn't realize how far out they went. I thought they were like relatively close to Bangkok. Like no, they're like out past the country to a different city, like a different town. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think I recall any like miles or kilometers being said, but you, I think you are supposed to get the sense that they are a significant distance from He says from 500 civilization. He says 500 miles, but he may have been exaggerating exactly how far away it was, but it's a significant distance. Like they're far away from the from the biggest city. Uh, so yeah, they get out there, they're hanging out with their bungalows, they're going to go out the next day. Poor Leo's locked out, and he meets Shaggy and Scooby. Uh, no fucking joke, man. That's all I could call him through this movie. These two fucking California-sounding pothead surfers that are next door. He's just, like, shooting the shit with them. They're super nice. They smoke some weed, drink some beer. They have dude talk. They have dude talk. Like, Fuck really, it. we the, the edit happens, like, where he comes from the rain, and then the rain stopped, and he's drinking beers with them. And the like, the very first line that that Shaggy says is something like, "Like, well, you'll get her in the end, man." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ah, so we're having that kind of talk. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I think he meant he talks about like what they're trying to look for, and they tell me it's an urban myth. So this Kentucky I'm... Fried Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so they have uh, they tell him about this urban myth, and I don't think he confirms anything. He doesn't really tell him that's what he's doing, but that this is the island that he's looking for. He's a really bad liar. He's a bad liar. Uh, the worst is when he's with Francois later, mm-hmm. but here he's pretty bad. He's, he's pretty like, bad. oh, I'm an island? What, what, what are you what talking are you about? Talking about? I, I don't know anything about islands. Uh, he gets are a, we on an island? I don't even know. What's an island? <laughs> is, it like a, is it like a peninsula? Just a little different? <laughs> uh, so yeah, he ends up um, getting up early the next morning, but before he goes, he returns either a t-shirt that he borrowed, and he may a copy of the map for them which we're going to find out is a huge problem yeah um, one detail that they share with him that he didn't know is that they seem to be under the impression that the island is covered in dupe yeah dupe as they say multiple How times in this know movie that? is that an antiquated term dope dope uh, it's used to describe meth now don't when people yeah, say i'm that, looking that's for what dope because when i hear that that's what i think like when like out here we call it pot yeah, it's weed. Yeah, or I mean, Red Foreman calls it dope. <laughs> yeah, dope, dope. Now, growing up in Indiana, whenever it was something, like, let's get some. Like, someone's like, I'm gonna get some dope, and like, it was not weed. It that, was. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, '90s, we were still innocent, man. Meth wasn't that big a deal, you know. <laughs> 
Not yet. Um, but yeah, the plan at this point is uh, the island that we meet Shaggy and Scooby on um, is a significant distance from where we're trying to go. And the problem here logistically is that uh, the island where this mythic beach is is like a national park of some sort. And nobody's allowed there. Yeah, so they're actually getting a ride on a boat the next day to an island that they, is, is the closest they can get to it, which according to Etienne... I have his name on the next page of notes. I haven't gotten there yet. He's like, yeah, it's like one or two kilometers. We can just swim there. And Leo's like, oh, what the fuck ever. All right. Uh, I've gone, like, you're going this far. You're going to have to go all the way there. Yeah, but before we head out to the beach, um, we get a... The we art? Get a, <laughs> the photography. Yeah, yeah we, get a, we get a couple's moment here. This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like this. This is kind of dumb. It's like, you know there's no real talent involved in what you're doing, right? But that's, see, this, is what, this, is what, this is what makes me mad. It's like, she's like, oh, be quiet, don't wake up Etienne. He thinks that taking pictures is, he's like, this is a waste of time. I'm like, so he's not supportive of you taking pictures of the fucking sky? Like, that's a big deal. Like, how is that affecting him? Why would you be, are you taking pictures of the sky? What the fuck are you Does doing Does he, now? like, smack you around when he catches you holding a camera or something? But what's, what's <laughs> fucked up is Leo's like, he's got a point. Like, I'm like, Jesus, okay. Yeah. I thought it was stupid. I'm like, hey, there's no way a dude that sweet and that kind-hearted is going to be like, why are you taking pictures of the fucking are sky? Why are you taking pictures of the sky? But maybe. He's going to be there no matter what you do. Piss off. <laughs> maybe the, the the thing is like she's trying to be a professional photographer and he's just like maybe you should focus on something different that i would understand i mean clearly these two i don't agree with that i that i would understand clearly these two can afford to be away from whatever the fuck jobs they have thank if you anything. yes let's so bring this back they're the, doing just fine <laughs> we're gonna i'm going to keep the assumption that these are three rich kids like this is very much assume... rich kid fantasy no most of us are like fuck i gotta get back on the clock yeah <laughs> like, like, <laughs> gotta go work for the man <laughs> yeah because even leo's like yeah no i might stay for another month six months i don't know so yeah that, he, he does make a phone call at some yeah. point and it's it's a very wimpy phone call it's like wow why'd you even bother <laughs> there I'm, i it must be cultural but there's a french uh a, a french trope uh whenever a french person is in an american film they're very blunt they're very honest um to the point where someone in America would be offended at being like, wow, that was really rude. Uh, where she's just like, oh yeah, because Leo's like, I don't think it was a line, it might have been, but he's just like, did you know that like all the stars in like parallel universe? He's like, sounds like something American boys say to try to get a French girl in bed. And it's like, damn, like just shot that shit down. I actually started writing in my notes like, oh my fucking God, are we really doing this? And then thankfully she had the follow-up line. It's like, ah, yeah, good. The filmmakers are, you know, Self-conscious enough to understand that, yes, that is hokey. Yeah. We don't need that in this movie. But, yeah, I, I like that she counters with that because it, you know, it respects the intelligence of the viewers. Because, yeah, it does come across as a really sloppy, lazy line yeah. to try to hop into bed with somebody. He's <laughs> like, usually this works. Did you see Titanic? Like, I don't, <laughs> don't really have to try. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they the next morning they're, they're going to go swim to oh, the island. I want to stop you just one second. Um. He does have a line about, um, he has a few lines here. Uh, it's, it's like a sequence where the two of them are stepping in front of the camera and it's like a it's like a stuttering effect, like a shimmering effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, Then yeah. walking back and forth, that's all well and good. <laughs> but, um, oh, by the way, her high when she looks into the camera, oof. Yeah. Oof, that mm, is just. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it does mm. stuff. 
Yeah, that you know, teenage Trevor would have just been like, Oof. <laughs> I saw this as an adult, and I was like, I'm in love with her. Yeah, just hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. Yeah. Um, but he has some lines here over the narration track that are really kind of profound, like really good stuff. Uh, I don't, I didn't write it all down, but basically he's talking about the concept of um, infatuation. Yeah, I remember of this. being infatuated with the idea of a person, and I was like, fuck, like that's relatable, and that's. I was expecting it to play more into the story later on, um, but I appreciated it being there because I was like, that reminded me so much of being a really young, naive person and like, you know, projecting, I guess. Yeah. Like want, wanting somebody to be something that they're not. So that I was kind of expecting that to be the trajectory mm-hmm. of these two's uh, relationship with one another. Um, but f- oddly enough, it ends up being a lot more sincere than you would expect, despite all signs pointing it to it not being that <laughs> yeah um very explicitly in the form of a kitty who we meet later <laughs> kitty yeah. i like him um, but a... yeah we, we we get a shot of everybody standing on the beach like just staring at the island off in the distance i mean it's a fucking swim yeah like, <laughs> like even like looking at it walking distance like man it's gonna be a long walk he's like yeah it's about one or two kilometers so we're looking at a mile a mile to a mile and a half of swimming like that's quite a bit of swimming yeah that's a lot of swimming i mean i'm smoked in the ocean (laughs) i'm not a swimmer so i'm smoked after a quarter of a mile like i don't think that leo like we don't have any background for these people being swimmers but they have their packs so they have something to float with this prank is awesome it's pretty amazing it's great yeah and i think i don't think he actually saw the show he's like hey oh leo i I think i just saw a fin he's like what (laughs) he's like I love his response. He's like, well, I kind of wish you hadn't fucking told me that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he's like, we're Francois go. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he just starts swimming really quick. And then Francois gets the dad, yeah. pull the leg. Oh. It's it, very well executed. Very well executed. Well acted, too, because you could tell that Leo is, like, freaking Oh, he's not fuck. happy. Oh. He, he is not happy. <laughs> I don't... I, <laughs> yeah, the fake <laughs> laugh is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's really fucking funny. I like, like I like how his reaction is more just to get angry than scared, though. <laughs> I would, yes, I would I would probably be pissed off too. Uh, I would try to stay calm. I'm like, just keep swimming. <laughs> Don't. He starts splashing his legs even more. I'm like, dude, if you if there's a shark nearby, the last thing you want to be doing is poof, 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 splashing like crazy. I mean. Just take it easy. It's like, you know, the, the shark generally goes for the derpy seal. Yeah. <laughs> and you look like a derpy seal from below. Splish splashing around. <laughs> you know, so we, we he finally get over to this island and he just fucking collapses. Yeah, face it, first in front of the camera. He's boom, out of breath. Done with it. Um, I like our uh, introductory shot to the in- entirety of the island. Is this grand sweeping aerial shot. It's really lovely, except it's marred by really dated CGI. Yeah, there's some <laughs> dated CGI shots in here. Uh, there's some really bad green screen. I didn't notice too much CGI, but this is an example of just like, I know what you're trying to do. It was a little too ambitious, but you know, thankfully the rest of the movie is quite lovely. This this isn't a, an example of a movie like that. You have the 1998. It was 2000. I know. I wrote it down wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> somebody brought up the point that there are certain movies that movies were filmed or movies were shot to be seen in the theater before we even had home releases. Like we didn't have VHS copies and stuff. So it was just supposed to be seen the one time or maybe another time in the theater. 
Uh, we still have, we definitely had you know videotapes at this point. But oh yeah. I just it's one of those things I have to keep in mind when I watch older films and you see like. Like a bad, like bad CGI or something. Like, well, it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, no, I, to I like to point that out to people too. That's like HD 1080p didn't exist. That it wasn't, wasn't even thing. a concept at no. the time. So, yeah, the theater was the best quality you were going to get, and you know. And if you, <laughs> and if you, there was something bad in there. I was like, well, don't worry about that. We're going to show you more shit. That that's. that's oh yeah, no, I, I tease, but it's it's one shot yeah. out of hundreds that all look really amazing actually this is a very pretty movie in a lot of ways it is it is actually a really good looking movie i mean the it feels genuine i'm not sure they shot this in like i think the philippines and thailand <laughs> mostly thai i think this is mostly shot on location in thailand and it very much feels like that i don't i don't feel like it's someplace else i don't feel like it's hawaii which is our thailand yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i do quotes like we're filming a movie in Thailand, but we're using Hawaii. Yeah. Not, I'm not trying to equate the two. So I, I watched uh, Hobbs and Shaw a few weeks back, and uh, a good chunk of the last act of that movie takes place on the island of Samoa, uh, which is actually just Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but it's shot to look absolutely gorgeous. I'm like, are we trying to like promote tourism in Samoa? I think they've <laughs> got it locked down. It's like, well, you know... <laughs> Samoa doesn't have the best reputation. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought you meant like Hawaii needed. Like, you come check out Hawaii. I'm pretty sure. No, Hawaii... they got the Disney Hotel now, man. They're fine. Ugh. They're fucking fine. Jeez. But yeah, I, like I sat through the credits because that movie has like five post-credit things. Because thank you, Marvel. That's what we do now, uh, even for non-Marvel movies. And I was like, where are they filming? Where are they filming? Ah, Hawaii, of course. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but yeah, as soon as we get to the island, we like trudge to the the bushes for like two seconds and then bam weed weed yeah we find some weed and uh this would be a big red flag if you ever just just for future reference if you're ever in a place where marijuana is not legal and you find a big marijuana cultivated tilled field run for your life because you're not supposed to be there yeah no you're not supposed to be there also if there's a monkey on a leash yeah if there's a monkeys don't build leashes no they don't they don't leash themselves got an owner yeah that monkey has a master (laughs) yeah there's uh i've realized something uh just now uh we have a moment with the monkey like there's dudes with guns we're not supposed to be here and instead of going back to the beach and like trying to go back they're like we're gonna go further into the island but there's a moment with the monkey where the monkey sees him he's like ha he like hiss her like growls at him and he squirts him with the water bottle to get away but that comes back later yes there there is more hissing in this movie yeah Um, i'd like i actually really like that scene um but yeah I, i do too um but I do like when he sprays that monkey. Yeah, it is really cool. <laughs> I was like, that is such a dick move, but it, it had to happen. He has like a good smile afterwards. He's like, yeah, fucking got him I out fucking of here. got him. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're hiking through and they get to a waterfall. And I don't know why they couldn't climb down, but he's like, we're not fucking climbing down, you fucking idiot. He calls him French boy, which yeah. is really nice. That's very creative there, yeah. Leo. French boy. Way to represent us Americans. <laughs> I, don't think he's, I don't think he's... Accustomed to confrontation, I think he's more of a uh, lover, not a fighter. So he's not. I mean, that baby body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so Leo's Fra- not built for speed. <laughs> to to break the tension of this, Francois is like, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump off," and yeah. they all all end up jumping off the waterfall. This this one particular shot, though. There are there are a couple shots here. There's a really amazing shot when we first come across the lagoon where. It, you and I were talking about this yeah. before we went on the air, where it's like, logistically, I'm not entirely sure how it was done. It looked like, for a minute, I'm like, the way they did it, so it, it, 
sees the three of them. It, it shows them like walking through the water. And then we pan out and we have a waterfall. But then we go down the side, like we're climbing down the waterfall, and then we're all the way back at like a just a uh, I don't know what the shot is. Or they just go all the way back down. Uh, well, the point is the the, the logistics of it are, are confounding because yeah. this is pre drone era. Yep. Like this is two thousand. Uh, filmed in 99 presumably um so we don't have drone equipped cameras and whatnot uh the only way this could have been done as far as i understand is with a crane uh with a helicopter which is doubtful because there's trees pretty fucking close very very close um or maybe they rig ah this just occurred to me um especially since danny boyle is from the uk uh soccer stadium those like floating cameras on oh, wires oh yes maybe they rigged something up in the tree line that's interesting because it has that sweeping quality to it yeah i i was gonna say uh i thought sam raimi evil dead uh, well that shot's earlier when they're in the weed field. but the same like, idea that, like that is a sam raimi yeah that is a sam raimi shot the but, camera pushes right up into their faces but i meant how it how it was actually constructed like a camera on on a string basically but it's too good it's too clean it's not not jumping around yeah that's my suspicion uh because like you had said getting a crane rig in there i feel like it's gonna be really difficult i I don't know what the fuck kind of generator you would need or like i don't know maybe the edge of that lagoon has a fucking driveway just covered by some bushes and they can back a truck up in there (laughs) i'm like i don't think i've ever seen this waterfall lagoon in any other movie yeah it's not familiar to me so yeah i i think you're you're two you're two rope uh soccer stadium Something, something like that, because it does like have that. that feel to it. But it's, I do, lo- <laughs> I do love right, right before we jump. Uh, Leo is up in Etienne's face, and I had to write it down. He says, "That is just an asshole decision." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? It, you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable." <laughs> a lot of testosterone flying around right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we jump, and uh, Francoise she uh, takes the first leap to break the tension, as you had said. They're about to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I would put my money on Leo. He's feisty. Now I think that Francois, uh, uh, Etienne is uh, dude, in better shape. Grow up playing soccer, dude. I don't think Leo... Grow up playing soccer and smoking. <laughs> Leo smokes too. True. Yeah. Actually, Leo is, has been a smoker for a long time. Leo, Leo would do nut stuff and like teeth stuff. I don't know. He didn't see nut stuff coming later. So. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's safe. And then she invites them to come down, and the two of them jump. I love the shot when they both jump, because mm. like their bags come out, and then like a half beat afterwards, just whoosh, yeah. boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they get down there. They're super excited. They've overcome an obstacle, and uh, they meet Kitty, who's just uh, just shirt off, sweaty, just watching them. Uh, yeah, looking he's, great. He's applauding. Actually, I wrote in my notes, uh, both boys jump together. Cool stuff. Moment is interrupted by a handsome British man. <laughs> yes. He's like, uh, he's like, I saw you guys up there sitting for the better part of an hour. Like, uh, he says, that, I think, I think he says it took me about an hour. To, oh, it took him too. It oh. took him like an hour to build up the the guts to do what they did. So he's like applauding them. Um, but then they're taken to the compound. They better meet Sal. And they're super excited about this. I'm like, okay. Uh, it's grand. Yeah. It's fucking grand. It's fucking Jurassic Park. Like, it. this is 
maybe a little too grand being as you know these appear to be a bunch of mostly affluent people hanging out in the woods yeah you know i don't care if you have six years this is pretty spectacular this, yeah this to is build a, by hand i mean it, it, it is a really nice little commune they've got and uh he, he point he says like we didn't think about getting here that you know we weren't invited here is the other thing because he's like we got like a, he's like i got a strange vibe when i first walked in because these are people that have basically shut themselves off from the rest of society and they're not really expecting more people, and then just three people show up on your doorstep. I'm like, fuck, there's more people? Yeah, I like that, because it, it hammers home the point that it's like, this is this is all well and good, this is beautiful, it's spectacular. I don't entirely know where we stand with these people just yet. Yeah, this is... <laughs> it's like, that British guy's friendly, but I don't know the rest of these guys. <laughs> yeah, they get, their, they get everybody together, they're talking to Tilda Swinton and Bugs, who we haven't been mentioned, we haven't been introduced to just yet, but we will be. Uh, she's talking, like, trying to figure out, like, How'd you guys come across this map? How did you find this? Like, listen, fucking Daffy made a map. He told me about this place. He told me to come, and he actually killed himself. And they give him like kind of backstory. Like, yeah, Daffy was here. He was getting super sad, but they just leave it at that. Like yep. they're just like he he left. We don't know why he left. We just know that he left. Uh, and we have our theory. But yeah, so they end up burning the map, and like immediately they're kind of like, yeah, you guys are welcome to stay. First, though, they do ask Leo if he shared the map. Yes, that's important. Did you have share you, this with him? Have you? Sh- now he Did doesn't you copy lie. This? No, 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 no. He doesn't lie. I paid special attention to this. <laughs> She's like, "Have you shown this map to anyone else?" And he goes, "No." no. He didn't show this map to anyone else. Ding. She didn't. She didn't ask, "Have you made a copy of this map and given it to somebody?" But he didn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be technical? He did not lie. So yeah, they're like, yeah. We, have a, we have a law student in the room, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, almost. Uh, so yeah, he. They go. They're like, oh, this place is cool. And this is where we get like, this is the first part of the movie. Like, we've overcome the obstacle, and now we get the. This is the prize. We finally fucking made it. We enter the titular beach. The fantasy. Now we're in the fantasy of this. He kind of explains like this is pe- this is a place for people who don't want a vacation in the normal places for them to vacation mm. it's not what it is uh, <laughs> it's 100 percent not, not at this, all this, not, this place is not what that is <laughs> i think he eventually is learning that like this is not a vacation spot this is a place where people just want to live yeah this is this is the place where the people who would be at home living in the woods this is where the sexy people that want to live in the woods go <laughs> and if you and if you're wondering like why do why does this special group of people get to stay out here on this thai island used for cultivating marijuana it's because they ended up having it they have a deal with the guys that actually have the the place uh, have the the drug the drugs uh they're like you can't leave very like you can't really leave you can't tell anybody about this and we're not supposed to have any more new people Uh, yeah basically keep it under your hat yeah like don't let it get any bigger than it is and be cool about it (laughs) and i think that was that was meant to be a hush hush between the initial group while they were there well i mean at the end of the day it's like the the thai people on the other side of the island they are shown to be like brutal tough people but at the end of the day i don't think anybody really wants to go out of their way to kill people they don't and i will learn it's later like with... if they don't hurt anyone over there it's like just just keep it cool just keep it down over there well, the, thai, <laughs> the thai guy that leads this is just like hey I send this money home to my family so they can eat. He calls himself a farmer. I yeah, think. he's like, I'm a farmer. Like, I have to do this illegally so I can make money for my family. This is great money for my family. If people come, they're going to take this away from me, and then I can't feed my family. Yeah. So I think initially it was like, you know, you know what? I don't want you telling anybody about this. If you guys are just going to be hippies up there, that's fine. Just go on. Just stay up there. 
Yeah. Just you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. Love the music through this. Uh, you beat me to oh, it. I was about to say, Kyle, it. you need to talk about the music in this because uh, year 2000? Oh, gosh. In, uh, a, in a bottle, basically. The, this, this is a... <laughs> This is a silent time capsule film. Can't Hardly Wait is the greatest time capsule film of the 90s. This okay. is like quietly, like there's just little bits here. The internet cafe at the end, oh my God. <laughs> yeah? Holy shit. That's yeah. my favorite scene in this whole movie is that last is that last section, is the internet cafe. Reminded me a little bit of uh, the cranberries playing over the end of Mission Impossible. Oh, I haven't I was seen like, oh. so long. Wow, that that, really that's where we're at. That dates it. <laughs> so yeah, the the music is just like, uh, oh, what's that fucking? T- 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 I can't think of it. I mean, you, Enigma, I think it's Enya. Enya, it's like Enya or something like that. But it's like just over the background. It's a lot of sultry techno dance music, but like slower beat. Yeah, it's fucking chill. That's what we should have asked for a theme song of. Is fucking <laughs> oh, that would have been something great. you can shimmy to. Uh, I real, real slow, like I love. I love hearing like '90s pop music and like dance music like this. It just reminds me of being a kid. I just remember always hearing it. So I still like hearing it now. So I really enjoyed rewatching this. Um, so the commune has been around for several years. They didn't. They don't explicitly. Um, I don't explicitly say, but there this has been roughly five years since they started the commune. Uh, and for the most part, they live off the land, but every once in a while, uh, they cultivate their own weed, and they end up going to town and selling their weed to get rice. Rice, yes. I guess, gets them through the tougher months. Uh, yeah. The rainy months. In the interim, they have Game Boys yeah. <laughs> to we get, keep them entertained. Uh, we don't meet everybody in the commune. We, you kind of get the gist of some of the people with, with their um, with their grocery orders later. Like we, I think that was an effective way. Not to introduce every single person, but you can kind of get the idea of the people on the Yeah, island. that kind of comes a little late in the game, to be it does. To be frank. but uh, We yeah, meet a few here. When we first arrived, actually, I was kind of shocked by how many people were there. Oh, there's quite um, a few. But the number of actual characters is actually very few. I think uh, that, There's like a half dozen. I want to say, yeah, I think there's 15, 16 people on this island? Maybe more. Might be 20. Uh, when we first get there, it's pretty packed. There's like, quite a few. There's a lot of people mulling about. But yeah, in terms of people who actually have lines and actually have some some element of like personality or dimension to them it's like six to eight yeah it's not overwhelming uh we meet the swedes their their introduction's funny like yeah we're swedes we like to fish yeah this like pretty much uh after after we settle in and we explore the beach for just a bit uh, it, it turns into like a montage kind of introducing yeah. all the major players and uh leo has a line here that's pretty cool actually i found my vocation the pursuit of pleasure it's like oh so you're a hedonist yeah uh much like real life. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we meet Keaty, and uh, he is about two things, Kyle. What are they? The two pillars of civilization. <laughs> Christianity and cricket. <laughs> that is that is all. The, the Swedes like to fish. I like their dynamic. They're just, yeah, yeah we like to fish. In the they winter. like to fish and in they the like winter. to ski, but... There's no, no skiing. skiing in Thailand. There's no skiing in Thailand. <laughs> uh, I do feel bad for Keaty. Uh, he he ends up putting together a cricket match later, and he's like explaining everything. He's like, "All right, now tell me if you don't know what's happening, and nobody knows what's happening." He's just like, "Fuck." It's a fun moment of comedy because yeah. like a couple people put their hands up and they're like, "I have a question," and then like everybody scores of people <laughs> say because that's the running gag with cricket for the, anyone who's you know not familiar with cricket they're probably better he's probably better off teaching a rugby i think rugby's less confusing than cricket get casey jones out on the beach <laughs> casey jones would know how to do it oh yeah casey whoops jo- <laughs> 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 uh, 
Casey Jones. No, it's cricket. Um, but yeah, so we meet them, and then we. Uh, he's like, yeah, I pretty much get along with everybody except except for Bugs. Now I noticed this when they first get there. Bugs is totally like he's totally got a good uh, chemistry with them. Like when they're talking like across the table, like Bugs is the one sitting there talking to Leo about stuff, super friendly. And then he's uh, Bugs is the on island carpenter, so. We don't know this yet. He's kind of the enforcement of Tilda Swinton, who is more or less the leader of this group. Yeah, but she's the de facto leader. But um, again, that 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 element of like this only works because I allow it to. Yeah. Like to me, that that's that's bugs to a T. It's like he's the carpenter. Everything he, you see around you is because he his blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. So and, like you're you're only here enjoying these things because he allows you to. Yeah. So he has. He probably has an opinion of most of the people that come to the beach. And he's a little he's a little older and uh if you don't realize this, like Leo's like a peach in this. Like he is like He's very baby faced. Baby faced, good looking, confident. He is very threatening to the alpha of this island. Well, and very similar to uh how he deals with Robert Carlyle. He kind of brings that same confidence to, mm-hmm. to every exchange in this movie. Where oh he, yeah. There's a lot of situations where he probably should be scared or intimidated, but he doesn't show it. No. Um, probably because he's too young and dumb to know that he should be scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bluster of youth. Um, but there's a line here. It's a trailer line that you and I both remember. Uh, so Francois, she yeah. is on the beach with Leo. And he keeps doing this thing where he's like hanging out like six feet from her, but yeah. not really with her. He's just near her. Yeah, they're all playing soccer. And, and Leo has a, a very young American line of like, yeah, I could probably do that if I wanted to. I could do that if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I could probably play soccer if I wanted to. It's like, no, you couldn't, Leo. Shut up. <laughs> He's never played a sport day in his life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she rolls over and she looks him straight in the eyes. And she asks him, do, you, you, have a, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? She's like, he, oh, she's like. He he, had, he, had, he tells her that, and she's like, what the hell do you want? Like, kind of, like, giving him some sass. He's yeah. like, just making conversation. He's like, would you have a girlfriend? And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, why? She's like, just making conversation. Yeah, and he's like, oh, <gasps> trailer. <laughs> We're so going to sell this movie. Sold and they so did. many tickets with that line. The opening weekend didn't kill it, but, over, like, worldwide gross, it made its money. Um, so, yeah. Leo, like, we come back to the infatuation part. We kind of get a scene next where he's just kind of, like, staring at her oddly before bed. <laughs> and this is where Kitty comes in. And I, can I, should we talk about now my, my thing about Kitty? Yeah. Uh, so in between all this, uh, we have a ritual where all the new people, like, in sequence, you have to tattoo the, per- the next person. Like, the last person has to tattoo the next person and so yeah. on and so forth. So they carve like three lines into each other's arms with, with they, a heated knife they, yeah they um they what's it called Cauterize? sear sear, sear. yeah um, and then they let off some lanterns up into the night sky. That's one. You've of seen the, a movie in Thailand. You know what these are. Yeah, it's one of the aforementioned bad green screen shots in the movie. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, it's, I've seen it, worse. It's, it's a white object on a dark background. It's like yeah. you know, if you want, you know that 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 black outline that accompanies bad green and blue screen. That, yeah, that's what you get. They it, didn't even need these. It looks a little <laughs> Superman four ish, is what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> which is. Not good if you haven't seen Superman 4. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I have not seen a single Superman movie. Yep. 
No, Break, no you're iteration. Breaking, you are breaking my heart. Come Not you, a single You aren't iteration. a Superman guy, though, right? No, 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 no. You don't like Captain America, and you don't like Superman. Oh, goody two-shoes. But you I served like, in don't... the U.S. Navy. What the fuck, man? I, I like Batman. <laughs> okay, uh, that's and, fine. And Deadpool. I can take that. Um, but yeah, uh, let's hear about Keaty, because he, he pulls Leo aside. Or actually, no, he just kind of like plops down next to Leo while Leo is staring and I guess staring at Francois. I guess it's become a problem because he's speaking to him as if like everybody else has noticed it. It's making everybody else uncomfortable. Well, this reminded me of like high school where it's like everybody's up in each other's shit. It's yeah. really fucking well, annoying. It, all you know is each other. Like you have nobody else. It's just a just like little it's group. like being on a fucking shitty sitcom where every yeah. time someone walks in the door, you hear ooh. Yeah. <laughs> he has a moment and he. He's just like, listen, dude, I know you want to hook up with that French girl. I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> but it's not going to happen for seven reasons. <laughs> and he goes through reasons like, listen, he's French. You're not. He's good at soccer. Uh, all these things. I like uh, the line about the fingers. Oh, yeah. So he's like, your thumbs. You got soft thumbs. Like, all you do is play video games. <laughs> he's like, clearly all you do is play video games. <laughs> and he pulls up He pulls up seven reasons. He's like, that is a powerful index of incompatibility. That is a wonderful line. It is a really good line. I want to use it sometime. I'm hoping yeah, I get to. I'll have to keep that one in my holster. Yeah, that it, it is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, listen. Enjoy the beach and cut the bullshit. <laughs> enjoy the beach, cut the bullshit. Uh, but yeah, Kitty uh, is an interesting character because he is one of the best looking dudes in this group just physically fit tall Fucking handsome a. yeah, yeah. Uh, we there's not what you'd ex, what you'd expect in a movie like this you would think a commune of good looking uh, westerners living in a, on an island would just be banging each other think burning man yeah like you think it would just be just chaos it was just fuck 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. that's all it would be but we're getting no no suggestion of that whatsoever none yeah, there's only a couple instances of even nudity, and it's very subtle. It's very subtle. Uh, yeah, surprisingly subtle. Yeah, I was actually kind of shocked. Like, I wasn't expecting a sleazy movie by any means, but again, island commune on a beautiful resort. I think he's trying to take the... He's taking the romantic like the romantic aspect out of it, because I think he could have done... A, like, like, Danny Boyle could have shown a bit more nudity. Again, I think that's where... I think that's where the uh, audience intention comes in. Because, mm. again, I think... Like a, a teenager is probably the intended audience for this movie, and when honestly, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not a good example of it, but, but like, as a as a much younger person, like I didn't think in those terms so much. Like it, it wasn't like all like chaos and nudity and stuff. It was more like, like purely emotional or more not even not pure, but just like conceptual, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like the romanticism angle, I guess I could I could see that where he's trying to play that angle more so than like the smutty angle. Yeah, uh, that's that's just my thoughts. Mm. Um, but anyway, back to Keaty. Oh yeah, Keaty. So yeah, I, 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 f- I feel like he was a gay character, but we just never we never bring it up. It's not talked about. Not never explicitly, um, and. I don't know, you, you had some thoughts about it before we went on the air, and you you made a pretty solid argument for it. It never um, comes up, and there's just a few exchanges where he's very insightful into Leo trying to make it happen with Francois, and he seems to be the only one that's really concerned with it. Nobody else, we don't see anybody else really concerned with it. And then eventually, spoiler alert, Leo and Francois end up hooking up. He's even, He even comes back like behind yeah. him and is just like, oh, you little love couple or something like that. It's just a weird thing for somebody to say like i would never say that to well then again there's also the really 
bad screenwriting trope of the magical Bagger Vance yeah. black mentor character that has popped up in yeah. countless films. Well, I, but the reason why I bring it up is I'm like, at this time, you can easily, easily write a really bad portrayal of a gay character. Um, oh, yeah. No, you could have had him doing some so just, easy like, really stereotypical bullshit on that island <laughs> and there's nothing in here that explicitly states uh, explicitly shows him being gay he does have an exchange like uh like a, a quick little quip with one of the guys when he first brings the three to the island and at the end he's actually seen embracing very intimately one of the other men it's also a very emotional it's like a very very tense scene yeah which you could write it off as that but their embrace made me think that there was a bit of a connection there but I'm only bringing that up because if he is a gay character, this is a really this is a really good way to do a gay character, especially in 2000, because well, it could have been Will and Grace, like it could have been Jack. Yeah, no, it, it's never told to us either way. It is what it is. He's a fun character. He has some more fun lines in the movie. Um, but I gotta, I gotta say, if the guy that he, if I'm remembering yeah, right, I know. If the guy he's embracing in that, he can final, do better. Yes, <laughs> he fucking totally yes, he, do he can do so much better than Gregorio. He can do so Gregorio with his busted fucking abscess tooth. Yeah, fuck he, that. He could do better. Keedy, come but on. Man. It would it would have it would have added a layer of depth to the community. It would have made them a little bit more appealing too for somebody progressive or like. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you made this movie today, you'd have a lot more of them. Yeah, um, or at least like actually like spell it out. No, you would absolutely have a character front and center who it's like there's no there's no like questions about this. It's like nope, that is a gay man. I do if you if anybody's listening and they have a problem with like I don't feel like there's enough diversity in films and TV shows. We need to add more characters. Watch The Expanse cuz I'm watching it right now. It has every single anybody you could think of. We have gay couples, we have uh, powerful women in positions. We have people of color. It's insane how many they're. They're just knocking everything off. Did they do the Matrix thing where everyone's from New Zealand? <laughs> uh, it's so funny uh, that you bring that up because this new season they just added another character. She is from New Zealand. <laughs> uh, it was fun. I was playing this game, uh, Titanfall Two. It's a far flung sci fi action game. Fucking amazing, by the way. I was really impressed and. I don't know why, but everyone's from New Zealand. <laughs> like, the future is New Zealand, apparently. There's more Canadian and not well-known American people, but there's also a lot of a lot of British people. Uh, one of the main characters is Iranian. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. The, uh, yeah, she's yeah. in uh, Splice. Uh, the Doctor. I the, think she's... She's Canadian. in X-Men 3. She's the Doctor in X-Men 3. Yeah, and I think she's also in uh, Season 2 of The Punisher. Um the Netflix show. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's up to like its fourth season now, isn't it? It's, fourth just season just out. dropped. That's yeah. right. It's a really good show. Yeah, I've seen it advertised, and I know you're reading the books, and you really like it. I really like the books. My brother is the one that got me on them. I'm trying to get him on the show. I don't know if he's watching it just yet. He's busy these days, though. <laughs> okay, so um, Powerful. on the subject of Gregorio with his busted ass tooth. This is a huge fucking red flag. Yes, big time. <laughs> and it's this is where... I think this is where we where, this is where a different movie starts. Like everything has been nice and fun and like cat and mouse romantic. Now we're 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 changing things up. So one of the guys has got a toothache, and he's just like he's running around screaming. He's like he goes up to Tilda Swinton, who's just posted up, just laying on her side, she's unaffected. Doing her, uh, yeah. Cleopatra impression. <laughs> she does nothing in this movie. Like as a part a part of the community, she does nothing. She does not contribute at all. Yeah, so much so. There's actually a scene where Leo's doing all the work and she's swimming. 
Like while he's doing all the work, she's kind of she's a shitty person, but that's not the only reason. But yeah, (laughs) he runs up to her and she's like, "What's he saying?" Like he wants to go see a dentist, and she's like, "Absolutely out of the question. Like they have to keep this place secret, so they can't have people just going over to the shore every fucking day to be doing stuff." (sighs) So (laughs) how do they get rid of the tooth? This is bugs here. I was like, "Oh, you little sick bastard!" Like, oh yeah, no, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah, Um, teeth trauma. I know. uh, Ear trauma is big with some people. Teeth trauma is gigantic with a lot of people. Eye trauma is pretty bad, but teeth, I think, is one of the most universal forms of trauma that can make people uncomfortable. I skipped that scene in Castaway. Like, when it's coming up, oh. if, I, if I rewatched, oh. well, last time I rewatched, I'm like, right past that. It's not terribly graphic, but if you can put yourself in that place, yes. I can't. That's why. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've always been told by many people, I have a friend who's a dentist, uh, like, dental pain is unreal unreal yeah. like some people compare it to childbirth pain <laughs> um and no joke people who have had kids multiple kids have told me that yeah this is a big problem yeah so bugs uh gets some help to pin gregorio to the floor and he just whips out a knife and pliers they, they pliers they pull out pliers and they yank his tooth right yeah. out of his fucking the, skull do you see the blood squirting too Ooh. That's generally what happens. Uh, teeth, teeth are—they have roots, dude. You should watch. You should watch Jackass Three if you haven't seen it. There is—it's <laughs> great. It is a great little film. <laughs> I'm picturing someone going to like your letterbox account or something, like seeing like Hagazuza, VIY, Citizen ja- Kane, Jackass, Jackass Three. <laughs> they rip Kyle's d- picks. <laughs> uh, one of the boys gets his tooth pulled out by a Lamborghini. Oh, you no. should. It's worth your time. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, tooth rip. And uh, they have uh, Tilda Swinton. Uh, like, Leo's just kind of, like, laughing. And everybody in the commune's kind of, like, not taking it seriously. Yeah, they're, they're all like, kind of giggling about it. They giggle. It comes out. They're clapping. I mean, under the circumstances, I don't know what it's like to live there. Maybe this isn't a big deal. But, but for... this, this man, this grown, burly man, is howling in pain. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, running up and down the the compound like yeah. just howling in pain and now he's bleeding and in pain and they give him like booze to calm him down people think it's sugar that's really that rots your teeth it's actually bacteria and if you're living in this place and don't have yeah, good sugar oral, cultivates bacteria yeah so. it's the bacteria that hurts your teeth and if you're sitting on a fucking island without good dental care yeah i can see yeah. this definitely no, this, is, this is not good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she asked, like tilda swinton asked like what do you think about this this whole situation and like, think, are you okay with it? I'm like, that's a good question to ask somebody in this situation. Like, if you're not okay with this, I'm yeah, gonna she's, leave. She's testing the waters. She's and, probing him. And he goes above and beyond and says, like, no, I. Sometimes you need a little pain, you know, to keep a place secret. And she's just like, oh, I'm gonna have sex with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would have been funny if she just looks him up and down and just. Oh, she did. <laughs> she gave him like a. Oh, okay. She basically licked her chops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have sex with her. Uh, so yeah. So while they're they're nursing him, they give him some kind of. I'm guessing it's aspirin. I, I think is an aspirin made out of bark, or is there a oh, certain I, leaf? I don't know. They give him some kind of white liquid. I think they get him super drunk too, or something. Yeah, they, they booze him up. They booze him up, and he ends up passing out, probably from the pain too. Yeah. Uh, but what's his face? Uh, Etienne. I can never remember his stupid name. Uh, <laughs> 
Etienne is like getting drunk with them, and Francois is like, "Hey, Leo, you want to come to the to the beach over here with me?" And you're like, "Oh, it's on, dude. It's gonna happen." You know where the weight room is? <laughs> yeah, <she's straight laughs> she weight rooms. Him. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> so yeah, um, she get they get over to the beach. They end up having sex. It's a nice. Uh, this what you we, we need to talk about the, talk? the cinematography, the filmmaking here. Yeah, on this beach, uh, Francois has her line. I like you a lot. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 you are pressing all of my buttons. Yeah, um, big time. Uh, but yeah, they they make out the the oh yes. the music comes back in full swing. It amps mm. the fuck up. Uh, she takes her top off unprompted. This she, is, she just does it for him. He's like, oh, okay, we're doing that. This, I didn't realize, like, the way this is shot and edited, like, this is very, like, this is the mountaintop for him. Like, this is like a dream, almost. This is like a fantasy, the way this that, is. That's why I wanted to get into it. a good it, point. Because that's exactly what it, I think, is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, even even the build-up to it. They're walking along the beach together. It, there's a verbal exchange where she's like, I like you, but, you know, we have a situation here with Etienne, and he's like, I don't know where the boundaries are just yet and then they kiss and then they get in the water and it's like okay let's fucking go um and then yeah i the reason we why we went into the water is she points out that there's like plankton yeah that, the sparkly plankton yeah sparkly plankton that they they shine when they get agitated they have bioluminescence and she's like let's go in there because i'm a fucking <laughs> i'm a manic pixie dream girl yeah no, she's not but there's a there's a trope in storytelling that it seems to follow almost so many stories about young romance where it's just like there's a young woman that's very odd and confounding and yet somehow very attractive where it's like i don't know what it is about you you seem a little bit crazy to be honest but it, it it's very alluring like um What's the Zach Braff movie? The uh, Garden State. Yeah, Garden State. Uh, my, Five Hundred Days of Summer. My roommate was obsessed with both of those movies, and a lot of it had to do with that. Where it's like that was the kind of women he always went for is the ones that he didn't have a handle on. I think that I, I kind of I was thinking about like the film as a whole. I think Leo's just kind of like he doesn't really know where he, he doesn't really feel like he fits in because even when he's in the internet cafe at the end, like he's just kind of like this. Well, is the awful. first shot of the movie is him by himself. It's by himself distanced from a crowd distanced, in a bustling city yeah he's distanced from everybody playing soccer like, even at the compound there's a lot of shots of him especially in the early going in the middle chapters actually he's he's like assimilated but yeah. when he's first there and etienne and francois they're still a couple he's oftentimes sitting off to the side yeah like he's usually sitting in the shade outside the tent and whatnot mm-hmm. um but yeah this is where they 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 do all the business in the water and bright lights shining all around them i'm pretty sure this was really awful to film because it looks like parts of it were probably filmed in a water tank with like cgi lights all over them this is all seed like yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot of cgi assistance here but it looks like it was probably not fun to film probably not <laughs> to make out underwater for hours <laughs> one of the side note one of the funnier clips in that uh nightmare on elm street documentary is a, uh, I think it's the scene where johnny depp gets pulled into the bed mm-hmm. it's one of those scenes involving a water tank but there's a man a stunt man in a full full freddy krueger makeup like face is made up he's got the costume he's like posted up on the edge of the pool and he's like did you fucking get the shot man? are we done here <laughs> <Are> we done? <laughs> that's funny because they're like 
like 12 hours over or something oh <laughs> god and he's just freezing in this fucking freddy krueger makeup oh, i'd be pissed he's like are we fucking done here done. <laughs> oh i meant to send you a I gotta remember to, I need to send you that video. One of the guys that played with the Ninja Turtles in the the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie, uh, apparently they got treated like shit. Uh, yeah, that makes me sad. I gotta tell you about that uh, off air. But anyway, uh, Etienne. Etienne, we have the confrontation, and he and Leo are out in a field hacking some bamboo and and trees down. I'm not really sure. Uh, it might be for building stuff. I'm not entirely sure, but I mean they're young guys breaking shits. What they do? <laughs> <laughs> There's he has this exchange with him. He's like, listen, like I know that you hooked up with Francois, and Leo's like, whatever do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. All right. I know. Oh. <laughs> they're I both they both have machetes, by the way. And this is a very like Leo knows that he's fucked up, mm-hmm. and Etienne's like, hey dude, like I just I want her to be happy. I don't like this. I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to respect this. Yeah, he was very grown up about it. I think this is a very this is this is kind of the French trope too. I feel like it might be. Mm. Um, I I can't say I've dealt with French romance. I've I've dealt with French personalities. It's but, a stereotype but, of European like. But, yeah, and, you know they back in the day especially had that reputation of being more loose. I guess mm-hmm. like more open to adventure i guess well it's interesting there was a um i think he's argentinian uh a certain chef on chef's table on netflix he he has a wife and a kid but they don't live with him that's his it's his partner and it's his child and they have an open relationship she just lives in a separate place than him and he visits and they visit him but they just don't live together and it's huh. just a very it's a it's an odd relationship but i guess it's somewhat common not completely uncommon well out here on the west coast it's we're making strides <laughs> are you fucking kidding me it seems like everybody's doing we're, that now. we're it's changing over here yeah uh, like one someone we worked with had a had a phrase about our generation what was that? just he clenched his fists like this, like he was tearing something in half. And he said, commit! He's <laughs> like, you fucking kids. You just have no ability to commit. Was, did he have a beard? Yes, he had a beard. <laughs> he had a beard and opinions. It's so interesting that he, of all people, would be uh, very much on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where we get the confrontation. And the next day it's raining. Yeah. And this... Rain makes it hard to catch fish. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> and they're like, well, how often does it rain? He's like, you can go for a month, two months. He's like, we get hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that the Swede throws that out there. It's like, by the way, yeah, sometimes we get hungry out here. Yeah. It's like, oh, so the beach isn't perfect. No. And Leo's like, well, I'm super confident and I bagged the French lady. I am going to go fishing. Yeah, he's sleeping with French ladies. Uh, earlier in the movie, he caught a shit ton of fish. Yeah. So he's very proud of himself he's kind of found himself yeah within this group yeah big time and yeah he he goes out to go fishing and he has he's, he gets all the way out there and he is so fucking far away from the beach I, it's yeah, insane that was a weird away. edit because he's he dives in and then when he looks back it's like whoa he is like almost to the other side yeah, he's of this fucking bay. aquaman so they have they have their own beach but it's also secluded so there's a big rock uh keeping them in so it, it's their beach and i think it has like an inlet out to the ocean yeah, it's like a lagoon yeah it's a legit lagoon yeah it's beautiful though Absolutely. and he, he's out there and we see francois like get up and starts waving her hand and then a couple everybody. other people everybody's getting up <laughs> screaming they're splashing the water he's like i can't hear you and he's like and you can't hear me and he's just not fucking getting it yeah shark uh, and then he sees the fucking fin and like oh fuck yeah. like this is a real problem yeah yeah uh, i really like the editing here 
uh, because the, the shark like sweeps by him a couple times the music is going nuts he drops his spear that he was using to fish and we the viewer are just going like what, what the, the fuck what the yeah. fuck man uh and then we just cut to leo and everybody's cheering like clapping and he's obviously indoors now and cleaned up and i think his first line is like no i will not die today <laughs> he, he has this whole monologue and i paid attention to bugs the whole time uh, because I, I've seen this before, I was like, I'm gonna pay attention to Bugs. Yeah. He has choice words from afterwards. Oh, yeah. Bugs is completely not having it. Every other single person that's in this group, they're all they're like, God, like, what's his face? Uh, Kitty. This is another thing. I was like, I think Kitty's got a bit of a crush on him. He's got some sparkles in his eyes. He very much. Like he's sitting in the front row. Yeah. Because there is a crowd, and, and he is just enraptured. He has got yeah. two hands on his chin, just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, tell me more. Yeah, no, he's really into the story. And by the way, the sequence made me think of uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. The narration, I, I know. I mean, it's it's Leo swinging dick and giving a speech. His next, like, this was next is the biggest movie I think he did was Gangs of New York, where he's mm. narrating a Scorsese movie. Yeah, and I think that might have had something to do with him getting cast in that that role because he's narrating in this narrating in that yeah, you got any timber you got any timber that's that's one of my favorite you know he too. just like did some research the night before and slipped that line in there. probably and martin scorsese was just like fucking whatever okay. <laughs> like, i gotta go attend to the set dressings and the real actors like daniel day lewis <laughs> oh i want to know what it was i want to i want to know what it was like working with daniel day lewis from like leo's perspective because like, terrifying yeah, because <laughs> I'd say up until this point, like he said, he worked with Robert De Niro when he was younger, and like he yes. worked with Johnny Depp when he was younger. Yes, he did. And apparently, he annoyed the shit out of Johnny Depp. He worked with Gene Hackman also. So he, but at this point, like he's done Titanic, he did uh, Man, Iron Mask. He's probably the big dude. Like he's the big deal on the set now, and especially here, he's the big dude. He's the biggest name person in here besides Tilda Swinton. I yeah. mean, at the time, he's still way bigger. Yeah, yeah. But then you go to Gangs in New York, where you're like, no, 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 you're working with Scorsese, and you're working with that crazy fucking method actor yeah, over there. Daniel Day Lewis just shows up, one eye closed, and just like. He stays in character, so I can see him being real shitty to him, just like, like just in passing, clomping around in his fucking boots, wearing his fucking top hat. The whole I'm due for a re- I'm due for a rewatch of that because I love Bill the Butcher. I I love him. I don't love the movie. I love that movie I, all around. I, I have movie. problems with Cameron Diaz. A lot of people do. Yeah. You're not alone in that. I don't like it. I like the sets. That's. I like the sets and the costumes. I like how you can I can smell it. Like I can look at the the scenes and like that feels real. No, like, they they built a city. Yeah, like the sets and the costumes are magnificent, but the story—it's just like okay, it's fine. It's fine. The story's fine. I just—I yeah. love that character. Bill also, I really hate the conclusion. Like, do, why, I, why do we build up the, this big battle and then have it turn into a smoke show? Almost inconsequential. Like it almost does not matter whatsoever. Yeah, the, the getting there is a lot of fun, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I, I've watched that movie many times. It, it, it's—I don't think it's a great movie, but I'd certainly get something out of it. There's a reason I keep coming back to it. God damn it, Scorsese. How do you make three-hour movies that I watch six times? Apparently, The Irishman is going to kill us because it's going to be the greatest Scorsese film ever. Hey, Kyle, have you Every ever day. Seen, have you ever seen Scanners? <laughs> where, that head, where that guy's head exploded? That's going to be you and I when we see The Irishman. Apparently. I know it's going to blow our minds. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, so... He, so that, yeah, he tells a story about the shock. Yeah. So he ends up, he does, like, he's such a douchebag in this moment. Like, he's... He did kill a fucking shark. It <laughs> is pretty badass that he kills a shark. And, like, you, like, dude, 
he basically just filmed Titanic again and it just premiered. That's how much ass he's about to get after this. Like, that's how awesome this is. And they are just, they love it. Except for one person. He does have a, it's, it's funny. He just gets around and he does this whole little story. And yeah. I, I like the editing through here and him with actually in the water with the shark. Oh, I love the last line. When the shark talks to him. Yeah. He has the knife in the shark's face. And then, like, Leo's narration, like, as he's telling the story, he's building up to this, this la- the punchline, basically. Yeah. And we get a clip of the shark's, like, mouth flipping up and down. And it says in his voice, hey, Richard, man, enjoy your dinner. Because <laughs> he takes it home and they cook the shark. Yeah. Uh, then Bugs, though, he, he kind of puts his hand up and he's like, so, like, big fucking deal. It was a juvenile. Like, yeah. It's not a real fucking shark. Yeah. And Leo just diffuses the situation really easily, like, fuck you, Bugs. You haven't done anything like this. Hey, Bugs, you ever seen The Lost World? That baby (laughs) T-Rex fucked that guy up at the end. Yeah. (laughs) It took him a minute to figure it out, but he figured it out. And even Tilda uh, Sal, she kind of has, like, a girlfriend moment there where she's, like, she wants to say something, but he's already, like, talking. She has, like, a, just a, it's just a quick little thing. It's just, like, like, he's already talking now. Like, yeah. I can't do anything about well, it. Well, Leo's very catty here. He uh, he stands up for himself in front of the crowd. Isn't it? Like, to the boyfriend of the, like, basically the, the head honcho. So he's he's feeling himself in this moment. I would have gone with, you know what, Bugs? Whenever you kill a shark, we'll fucking eat it. Like, <laughs> oh! No, my, my line in my in my notes here was just, you got a point, Bugs? That's good. That's good. Because <laughs> really, it's like... Yeah, that, that's, but that more, was nice. Thanks. Cool. Point to that story? Um... Oh, there was something I was. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention the actor who plays Bugs. So yeah. he, he's a Norwegian actor who ended up going to South Africa to be, uh, to, to I guess to study drama or whatever. So he has just a weird accent. It's, it's utterly impossible to pin down. Yeah, it's it, like I don't know where the fuck you're from, and that actually adds to the intimidation factor. <laughs> it's like Keanu Reeves in bram stoker's dracula it cannot be replicated no one can do you can do a keanu voice you can do a british accent no one breathing can yeah. do a keanu yeah, never, never shall they meet it would make my nose bleed if i heard somebody do it. oh oh what the fuck is that yeah, so, <laughs> bugs is you can tell that bugs is threatened by him sexually and uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now we have to go to town. Apparently, a couple of the bags of rice that they go to town to get have been contaminated. We also get the scene where uh, Kitty goes up to them like, oh, you two little lovebirds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we have to go to town. And this is... Really, I remember the first time watching this, I'm like, why does nobody want to go to town? I feel like you would... Like, yeah, I was kind of shocked by that myself. Um, just, you know, for the amenities. Like, just to, I would like a nice shower. I'd like to, you know... Drink a beer. Yeah, or... no, I'd, I'd like to be... In a different place. Buy some candy. See some different faces. Have some, smell some different air. Like, have some noodles. Like, you guys have fucking badass noodles over there. Fucking A. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Sal, basically she walks up and down the compound and says like, well, somebody's got to come with me and we all know who that somebody's going to be, um, but nobody volunteers. So she's like, how about you, Richard? And you, there's this moment where he's sitting next to Francois and you can tell he's like, Please no. I'm so happy with what I have. <laughs> like you could tell, there's like hesitation on his part. But you know, it's not clear as to why nobody wants to go with her. But she's like Richard. Like she even more. She's like Richard. You'll go with me. Mm-hmm. But it was like it's, she was telling him it's not a question. No. Yeah. 
And he's like, yeah, if that's what you want. So does everybody else want that? And everybody's like, yep, yep, yeah. you don't do it. Um, but yeah, everybody has their shopping list. Yes. And, and the, we get a montage here. Yeah, this is a good montage. We get, you get kind of get, like we said, we don't get introduced to each individual character. Uh, but this is where you kind of get the hint. Uh, like you get a little bit more character development with the individuals living there. So you've yeah. got... Uh, these were funny. The ladies like a hundred tablets of aspirin, a hundred tablets of this, and tampons. Yeah, so, all the ladies want tampons. All the guys want condoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kitty wants a newspaper. He's like, for the cricket scores mm. and triple A batteries, which is weird because we don't know what he needs a triple A batteries for. Game boys take double A's, I think. He doesn't play video games though. Yeah, he does criticize. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I remember him with a Game Boy. So he has that, and then like the one is like, I need lots of bleach because she has to bleach her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, one dude's like, fucking sugar. Like I want chocolate. anything with sugar. All the I've noticed. I think all the ladies' orders have to do with menstruating because yeah. two women say tampons, and then one lady said uh, chocolate, specifically chocolate. Uh, what, cranberry juice. Cranberry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it? Your period. <laughs> Oh, I just rewatched that not too long ago. Good time. Like last week. Um, but yeah, so everybody gets their grocery list, and then Bugs is last. And I like this because Leo's writing everybody's stuff down. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 real quick. Yeah, I'm oh, trying to write everything down. When Bugs comes up, he just slaps the pad down. Like, what do you want? What do you want? And Bugs gets a handful. <laughs> it's such a power move. <laughs> Bugs grabs his balls by, like, He's he's got it like he can't even move. He he's yeah. You got know it so you know hard. when you do a rat tail on a towel. He's doing yeah. that with your nutsack. <laughs> he, he's got him. He's like he got a twist going. So I guess there's a I think the reason why people don't like going to town with her is because one you do all the work and two you're gonna have sex with her. Uh, so Bugs is like when you get there keep your dick in your pants. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think Leo really wanted to have sex with her. No, like, like I said that one of the last shots before he. He like splits off from Francois. Like he, he's like, <laughs> like you can tell he doesn't really want to go. And Tilda's got, or Sal's got eyes for him now. Like, oh yeah, like she's all, she's about to be all in on this. But yeah, um, this is where I had this. Kitty gay. This is where it <laughs> this is where it, it yeah. popped up. Um, so this one like Sal has a bit of a complex. Like she's taken on like a leadership position, but it's more so than that. She's kind of it's a power position not a leadership position she's in power yeah and that's that's where we this is where we see like this is her actual role she's not a leader she's just a fucking dick she just wants pretty to, much she just wants to be in charge well yeah I mean it's a it's a funny thing you see this with personalities sometimes where it's a it's it's a I can't remember what episode I brought this up but it's being the smartest smartest guy in a room full of dumb people mm-hmm. where it's like if you make a smaller room then then your power is magnified where it's like if you only allow dumb people into the room then you'll forever be the smart person in the room but when you're out in the world you're inconsequential mm-hmm. so this tiny like pocket civilization this like little bubble that they have it's like she can lord over it as she pleases because it's it's tiny and it's fragile mm-hmm. and she has seniority and that's all it takes apparently that and you know sad african muscle yeah i was gonna say the bugs. <laughs> I mean, he's not a big dude he's just like lean it's just he's there's something scary about him like, he's wiry he's, he's very wiry <laughs> um let's see here we've got I, I like the contrast when we arrive in the city because uh, the imagery the editing it, it's fucking craziness this is where i want to bring up dr- the the marijuana consumption ah. so the whole time that they've been on, like, Leo's been shown smoking weed with the, the, the French people. They've been smoking weed since they got there. 
everybody just smokes weed all day and that's kind of the the fantasy along with it too is like well, it's it's a hedonistic fantasy it's just like constant pleasure but and actually that's what i that's what i got out of robert carlyle's thing was that just too much ecstasy too much goodness I it's like you. like really it's like it's the it's the rich person's conundrum where it's like if you've reached a certain threshold what can please you now it's well, like i've experienced all the great things over and over and over again like what makes me happy now well you could have talked to jeffrey epstein i'm pretty sure that was the uh that was the go-to guy for that <laughs> uh, but yeah uh i wanted to mention smoking pot because when they get into town leo's just like he looks like he's going to throw up. He's like, I just can't even fucking handle this. There's people just, it's loud, noisy, screaming. People are splashing water. I, there's uh, drunk dudes going out of a pub. Did you notice at the beginning, uh, before they left, you saw the, the, the Thai lady massaging the gross dude in the Speedo? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Oh. That was pretty bad. And then the people in the window, like the window display in the astronaut costumes. And there's like a bunch of guys hanging out on the beach. Uh, it's spring break. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all... but. I becoming a person who smoked weed, and I I had a period where I smoked a lot of pot. I don't. You don't want to deal with other people. You don't want to deal with loud noises. You want to be. You just want to be left alone. You just want to be chill. And they've spent quite a bit of time on this island, so being thrust into something like that, like that yeah, would be from, very from a filmmaking standpoint, they do they do a very good job of conveying that. That it, it is jarring. It does feel like oh my god, like this is too much. Like the stimulation. I'm overstimulated being in this environment now. And like Leo even has some choice words here where he, uh, cancers, parasites, yeah. like eating up the whole fucking world. Like he is at his Holden Caulfieldist in this moment. <laughs> but I think ha- like I think the marijuana is actually a tool perpetuating that that idea that the island is like so much better. Like mm. oh, this is just so. This is just too much, and I think it's kind of what keeps people there, is their only exposure outside of the island is this chaos. Mm-hmm. So I think that might help. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leo calls home at yeah. one point from a telephone booth. I think he's talking to his sister or a brother. I don't think he's talking to his It parents. didn't sound like a mom talk. No, like, mom, mom talk. Would you just calm down? Would you calm down? Yeah. Would you calm down? My mom would be flipping the <laughs> oh my, fuck out. My mom would be losing her shit. Oh my god. She yeah. would actually be on the plane. Like She'd be like putting on her coat while she's on the phone (laughs) (laughs) on the corded phone yeah this is where i think this is where we i think we can we can safely assume that he is a rich boy because he's like oh i might stay here for another month two months six months i don't know it could be indefinite yeah it's a very loose conversation it doesn't sound like the person on the other end of the line cared too much about what he did at that point just you know kind of a courtesy i guess at his point for calling them i did like when he hangs up and he's just like speaks to himself and he's just like bye yeah like because he's he's gone in his mind he's no he's not coming home if i was in the situation i would call my brother probably i'm like i'm not having a hysteric mother on the other side of this this is not gonna help no no way no this is this is a brother yeah it's just like hey i'm still alive make sure mom knows that but i don't want to talk to her uh this is where uh the other shoe kind of drops a little bit where uh dick gets outed uh, so we're having a beer at oh, the bar. Yeah. And, and Sal and Dick are sitting at the bar, and who should show up? But... Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're German girlfriends, apparently. <laughs> These two are 
idiots. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, all four of them, actually. They're like, oh my god, Richard, man, this is so fucking awesome. Did you find that island? Now, remember, Leo has told her, has told Sal and the group that, hey, nobody else knows about this. We're the only ones. Uh-huh. And Sal's just sitting over there like, oh, really? I like that she doesn't really say anything. Doesn't say anything. Yep. Yeah, and he he yells at them he's like fuck off. It's there's nothing like that. They they have way too much insight. Like bullshit, dude. You just want it all to yourself, man. And he's yeah. like, just... he he gets physical with them. He does. Like he does grab one of them by the collar and like scream in his face. Like just fucking forget about it. Oh, you could beat up these two hip, these two fucking. They're hotheads. shockingly tiny. Yeah, they're not. Like he stands up from his stool and it's like. Leo's six foot. Like, he's not a short dude. He is? Yeah, he's like six feet tall. Oh my god, that's... Sh- well, yeah, I guess next to Martin Sheen, he does look like a fucking giant. <laughs> but six foot, holy shit. Um, but yeah, Sal confronts him about this. She's like, so, uh... You... They know about the island, right? And yeah. he's like, yep. And they come to kind of a silent agreement where she's not going to tell anyone that she knows that. Uh, so she's going to keep his safety on the island when they get back um but she has this line where she she knows like the bartender where they're at yeah she's like i'm gonna go play pool with the bartender and she says snook so i guess they play snooker there um pink balls (laughs) (laughs) um but she has this line that's really chilling where she just like looks at him and she's like half walking away and she's like why don't you go and warm the bed yeah i don't think that i think she might have intended to pro- proposition him for sex but now she has an upper hand yeah now she now she has an ace up her sleeve and she oh she plays she's it. very bold about it but just that line how how loose she is with it she's just like why don't you go and warm the bed i'm gonna go have some fun with this person yeah it's no one should ever say that <laughs> boy toy wow why don't you go warm the bed it's like i mean if you're dating a million like a a, a widowed millionaire and she's like why don't you go warm the bed and like Hop to it. <laughs> but when you're in a relationship with a French girl and the lady who uh, who wants you to hook up with her literally just had her boyfriend squeeze your testicles, I might be taking this opportunity to get out of this situation personally. But not Leo. Uh, not Leo. He doesn't. <laughs> Richard does not back away. He uh, yeah. They uh, they shag. They have a shag in the mosquito net. Yeah. Um, it's tastefully shot. Yeah. Um, but they definitely bang. Oh, they like, bang. Like they, they bang. Uh, and she has another great line here after post-clone. Um, uh, yeah. you, did you want to No, there was something about the, the sex scene in particular. Mm. Um, we never see either one on top. There, it, It's an interesting way to have them have sex because it, it's, a, it's a position. They're both seated. They're both seated and they're pushing up against each other. So it, it's, it's kind of like that. It's like a... She can see manipulating this new person in my mind she can get this new person to be her new bugs bugs could be out of the picture and she can like this is my vision of what this should be and you're going to execute it you're going to be my new muscle you're super confident i I would stick with bugs yeah i would stick with bugs 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 has more clout but she's a (laughs) woman leverage she's a woman in a power position i just thought it was interesting that yeah instead of having them from a visual standpoint yeah actually that does communicate something where it's like He's not in charge. She's, but she's on top of him. More or less, yeah. More or less, for yeah. the most part. And yeah, that, that that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that. But um, postcoital though, uh, he asked her like, You're, you know, Bugs has a thing. Yeah, he like, did not want me to yeah, do this. Bug, by the way, you know, Bugs pretty much, you know, the thing that we just did. I 
I'm actually shocked I was able to do it. <laughs> I was pretty scared. I was pretty scared it wouldn't happen. And I'm pretty sure one of my balls has not dropped again. <laughs> it's um, in there. But she explains to him, that it's like, you know, Bugs is my boyfriend. You're just some guy that I had sex with. Yeah. So she's explaining that, you know, this is an arrangement for her. Bugs doesn't seem to know about it. Yeah. But for her, it's, it's very clearly laid out. But she has this, like, oof kind of line where she says, like, very casually, um... I may wish to have sex again before we eat breakfast. Yeah. She, she tells him to get some sleep, and I may wish to have sex again before we have breakfast. Yeah. So uh, definitely she is... In charge. Yeah, she is in charge. She is wearing all the pants. Yeah, so we get we get, we get get back over there, and this is the shot where he's... They take the boat underneath. They've got like a little secret passage, and they're loading up everything from the boat. He's doing all the work, and she just... You just see her jump in and uh, go for a swim. <laughs> She's just swimming while yeah, he's doing yeah, all the work. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we get, he gets Francois a pic, uh, a camera. He gets the, the chef, uh, gloves for, uh, cutting fish. Yeah, un, unhygienics, I yeah. guess is the guy's nickname. Cause he's obsessed with soap. That's, so that's like his one personality trait. And he, everybody loves Leo. And this is like, oh, he's smart. Like he's like, oh, instead of trying to wash your hands all the time, why don't you put on gloves so you don't get the fish smell? Yeah. So he's a smart guy. Uh, he gets everybody everything they want. Uh, and then he gets Francois, the little camera. It's oh my like, God. This is, he has, he is so bad at lying. Yeah, he's really bad. He is bad so at bad at lying. So bad. So they're, they're like sitting together and he's like, oh, I got your camera. It's not as good as your old camera, but it's a camera. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. shucks. And she like confronts him like, did you bang her? Head on. You're like, did you fuck? <laughs> did you get it wet? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 ma'am, no, no. He, he says Marky Mark in the, the happening. Just, I wouldn't have gone back. No, I, w- I wouldn't have gone back. I wouldn't have gone back to the hotel room. Like, no, not gonna do that. Uh, I got a, I've got like a twenty-four-year-old French girl just waiting for me back there. Yeah, but no, he pretty much looks her dead in the eyes and goes, "Hey, where'd the bees go?" <laughs> She's like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, and now we're about to enter into the next part of the movie, uh, which is Leo playing Game Boy. Yeah. Did you love the game? I was like, I have the game that he was playing on so my shelf. One of the re- one of the other reasons initially why I wanted you to watch this was a long time ago. So I'm like, the video game sequence in here. I'm like, ooh, I want Trevor to watch that. Yeah, that was a trip too. Um, but yeah, he's playing. I believe it's Rampage World Tour mm. on his. Uh, green and gray Game Boy. They did mm. not have black and white. It was green and gray. <laughs> like I said, this is a time capsule movie. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, he hears some bad noises <sighs> and sees some bad things. Uh, so the three Swedes, they were out in the lagoon. They were fishing, like they do. Um, and they got their shit wrecked. <laughs> bad. Real bad. So All three of them, too. One of the dudes is carrying the other two. Uh, only two of them make it back over there. Yeah. Uh, so there was a bit of a shark attack, and how we figured this out is Leo walks outside, and one of the Swedes is missing the back part of his leg. Yeah. Did you notice, I'm like, like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, he's dead. Like, you, if you get any kind of, like, good cut or a chunk bit out of the top part of your leg, you're done, especially if it's on the inside of your legs. You can get, you can miss some quad. I think you'd be okay. No, there are some arteries down there that... That's the that, biggest that's one. That's it. Yeah. That's that's all. That's that's it and that's all. So I think he did. But they like one of the ladies like tries to revive him or like do something like that's not gonna work. It's like MacGruber. Yeah. No it, it's, no, it it's it kinda 
escalates a little bit. So like we see a guy with a chunk torn out of his leg, and then we see a guy rolling over with a chunk torn out of his torso. They're both dead. And yeah, they're severely fucked. And it, then the last one though, there's a blood trail leading to the beach. And he's just like laying on the on the beach, staring up at the heavens, and he's his leg is like hanging on by a thread. The, all the blood, it, like Leo's, like kind of like us at this point. Where it, when I first watched this, like it takes you out for a second. Well, the reason I I said put a pin in his reaction to Robert Carlyle is that that, that mirrors this very closely. Mm-hmm. Where he he walks up to the guy and the guy's like muttering to himself, and instead of like scrambling to do something about it, Leo just sits down next to him. He does. He's he's like he doesn't really have a concrete reaction. He's just kind of in shock. He he's I was gonna say he actually has a reaction to this. He doesn't have a reaction to, to yeah, dead after. Carlisle he had nothing, but this guy he he just is in shock and doesn't know what to do with himself. So yeah. he just sits down. Um, it's it's very effective. The use of blood like these bites look legit. Like this is great makeup. Oh fuck yes. <laughs> but the trail of blood really does it. And then the water you can see the the pools of blood in the in the actual lagoon. Well, it's pristine waters. Like mm. any any drop of anything would spread like fucking crazy and it, it it's just symbolically this is the turning point in the movie where it's like oh shit's getting real yeah and this is like this is legit because you feel this as a viewer because you weren't expecting this to come either it's it's very well done from a filmmaking standpoint because like if you're going to have only a few instances of violence in your movie that has this pivot that you were hinting at when we first started recording like this is a hard fucking this pivot. This is a hard pivot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, now they want to go... I mean, the tone has shifted. Christo is the man who's still alive. He's the Swede that's still alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a funeral for the one guy, and everybody's somber for a minute. But, yeah, Christo, however, we don't really have medical equipment or anything like that. No. And he's in the compound with everyone. We all live, like, communally yeah. under one roof for the most part. And... What's Christo doing? Christo wants to... He doesn't want to get back into the water. So he needs to go... To, he absolutely needs to go to a hospital. But he will not get back in the water, so he would need a helicopter. That's... And as Sal says, like, that's out of the question. We absolutely cannot have a helicopter. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you want to go to the hospital, we'll get you in the boat. I put myself in this situation. I'm like, dude... Boat. <laughs> I can see being terrified shitless to get back into the water I say sedate him and take him back over there yeah. uh, they also don't want him to talk about where this happened I think yeah. was the other thing yeah. Um, but yeah they this is a big problem but they they do have a funeral for the other guy Yeah. and we get a, a chilling rendition of a redemption song originally by Bob Marley the guy singing the acoustic it's, yeah. it's a really good it's really good by Bob Marley okay if you ever get a chance to listen to it, it I even listened to this guy do it. It kind of made it gave me the goosebumps. Like, oh fuck, that's it's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is where I was like, so far this has been a group of people who don't want to deal with the real world. Turns out they just didn't want to deal with life. Yep. Because this is where real life seeps into their fantasy. Yeah, uh, it's harshing their vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect way to describe it, dude. This fucking dying guy is really harshing my buzz. It is killing my boner. Uh, so yeah, that is literally what happens here. Is uh, Christo is in agony. On, again, we're all under the same roof. Your and... problems make my dick soft. <laughs> <laughs> Not my joke. I'm sorry. It's from, it's from another part of this. Um, but yeah, Christo is making all sorts of noise. He's pounding, he's hollering, he's screaming. 
Uh, and it just so happens that everybody can't put up with it to the extent that they literally carry him outside and now, put him in a tent outdoors. Etienne has been by his side to this point, and now that they're putting him out in the tent, Etienne is fucking furious. And I would be too, honestly, in this well, situation. You're, you're failing to treat a, a person as a person. Yeah. Like, you're being savage and barbaric and... Treating him as a dissonance. Like, yeah, you're just a problem. You're pretending that he's a problem. It's, you know, it's a very, sadly, like a very youthful cavalier mentality to have where it's like, oh, it's it's like you see this in any office situation yeah. where it's like, oh, it's not my problem. It's like, it's going to be someone's problem. Yeah. And if nobody addresses it, then it's going to be everyone's problem. Leo and, shoulder shrugs. He's got his hands in his pockets walking away. Yeah, like, he, he comes out with them when they place him out in the wilderness and he's... You know, he does nothing to stop it. Nope. Uh, but, you know, that's also sometimes a sin in and of itself, doing it nothing. It is, yeah. Um, big time. Um, but yeah, Etienne stays with him. Like, he, he leaves the compound. Like, he leaves the community just to hang out with this dying man. Um, like I said, Etienne's a stand-up guy. He's a great guy. Calls um, him fucking bastards. Yeah. Two, Richard. And uh, then cut to cut to the compound. Everyone's playing volleyball. This is where I had the realization, like, I think Daffy might have been... Oh, by the way, the reason why he's called Daffy is because he had a fake passport uh, <laughs> named... And it was Daffy Duck on there, apparently. Oh, my God. Uh, did you catch that one? I did. The, okay. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. But, yeah, this is where I made the realization, like, I think Daffy was mentally ill, and I think they made him leave. He was he didn't leave on his own accord. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we're getting to that point now where Leo starts to, I think, walk the same path that he did. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, Leo has a nightmare of daffy yeah um basically he relives the the moment where he found daffy dead in the, mm. in the hotel and uh he like wakes up and says something into his face uh, i thought for a second we were gonna have like a really hard pivot here where it's like <gasps> leo killed him or something like that it's like uh, no that doesn't work at all <laughs> i think he grabs his nuts like uh bugs like in the dream he kind of goes for he, that same kind of he grab. grabs him and he says something yeah. to him i didn't really write it down it doesn't matter yeah um, um, but this is where Shaggy and Scooby turn up on the island across the way. We're going to hit the gas a little bit going through here. Uh, Richard is woken by Sal, and it seems very nice the way she's waking him up. She's like, hey, Richard, yeah. why don't you come with me? Yeah. And I don't know how she caught these dudes. They must have a watch or something that we didn't that they didn't mention. Or maybe she just goes there every morning with her cup of tea and watches the fucking the beach nearby. She's like, gives him binoculars. Like She's like, is that or is that not? A fucking map that you said that they didn't have. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. That's the fucking map. That's Shaggy and Scooby. And she's pretty fucking, like, she's like, I'm not mad about the lying. It's the fact that you wrote down the map. That's the problem. She's like, this is an accepting society. We're all cool and shit. If you're a liar, it's fine. You know. As long as you do what I say. As long as you do fine. what I say, it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, so now he's in trouble with Sal. She's like, bitch, you are staying here. And when they get over here, you're going to get that map from them and tell them to fuck off. Yep. So he's effectively exiled. Yeah. He's not allowed to come back. And he's like, you're going to tell everybody what I did? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. He sounded like a child. Yeah. And it's like at that point, he's kind of reduced to a child because it's like being put in timeout. Yeah. He got put into timeout. <laughs> uh, but now he's in trouble with somebody else. Yeah. So Francois shows up. In the middle of the night, and without a fucking word, just wakak. She slaps him. I thought you were a romantic pixie dream girl. <laughs> this is so not. This is so not that. No, uh, she comes with the fire, and she, she knows. She knows what 
she knows what they did because apparently Sal went back to the compound and just told Blabbed. Well, now she, like, she knows how much everybody loves Leo. And now she knows he fucked up. She's like, all right, he's fucked up so bad, I'm going to tarnish his name. Yeah. She, Again, this reminds me of, like, high school or some shit. Yeah. It, it's it's just a micro-community. Oh, this it's is juvenile. The, this is what happens when people are too much in each other's shit. <laughs> it's like, get a life. Yeah. Everybody should have a Game Boy. <laughs> I love his him being angry. It's so funny watching him. Like, God damn it. Like, yeah. I wrote it down. Oh. Uh, so when Francois walks away from him after slapping him and telling him, like, peace off, uh, he says, thank you for making my life just perfect super <laughs> as if it's her fault that you're in this situation yeah i mean leo it's, i gotta yeah. say like in, in terms of like tools in his toolkit throwing tantrums is what he's best he has at. a few good ta- oh yeah wolf of wall street i remember he's his. so good at it fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the, so jumping good. up and down on that bed i'm with going his to gut hanging out <laughs> i'm going to watch a scorsese movie tonight uh <laughs> or within the next 48 hours um now he starts getting weird because yeah. he's just kind of he's out there now he's embraced his seclusion from the group um this i don't there's the video game sequence but he's kind of like his idea is like now that i'm here i can do whatever i want yeah this gets very strange very quickly um it kind of comes out of nowhere and i get the sense from the way it's edited that more time has passed than than is clearly communicated to us yeah because he he goes insane yeah like he loses his shit entirely and that I don't think that happens in a day or two. Mm-mm. And also, Shaggy and Scooby managed to build a boat, yeah, like they, a raft, not a not a raft, a boat. <laughs> I think we can say safely this. Was, I'm gonna say he's been up there for about a week, maybe a week and a half. Yeah, it, it's got to be a decent stretch of time just based on his mental health because yeah. he completely loses his shit, and then he starts eating mushrooms and stuff. But yeah, the video game sequence that you you teased earlier. Um, he like he's like doing an exaggerated like cartoonish walk like think think the tick after he just invented his spoon catchphrase he's strutting yeah and then like a hood appears on the screen so like like score icon like yeah, lives how much you have, yeah it looks a lot like Crash Bandicoot that's exactly what I thought it was Crash Bandicoot <laughs> uh, and they even put like a like a little bit of a pixelated filter over the footage to make it look chintzy like a video game of its day yeah the you're not expecting like wait what's happening now like okay yeah and he like picks up a twig and like fashions it into a pistol and the the sound cues tell you that like he's imagining that he's like loading bullets into a, yeah. a twig gun and he's playing games he's basically playing rambo with the armed guards from yeah. the other side of the island who he's in very close proximity to and he starts fucking with them just for shits and giggles not sure that's a good idea but this gets very uh, apocalypse now e, <laughs> like like overtly to the point that we even have like a shot straight from the 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 shadow of Kurtz, mm-hmm. like the head on shot. Yeah, it's duplicated. He has a he has a uh, something here. He's like, um, it was great up here. Like I had basically he's saying like I have no chores, and I think maybe even like living down there, he just didn't realize like he's on like vacation but he didn't think there'd be work involved with it so even up here he's like i don't want to do anything now i can just do whatever i want well they kind of revisit that theme that you had mentioned about him being an outsider Mm -hmm. like everywhere he goes and this is an extreme example of it where now he's outside the outside of the outside Mm -hmm. like he even mentions that like explicitly like i'm the only man with the overview like i'm the only person that hits that has pulled the lens as far back as it can go and see everything. Mm. Um, 
he is insane in this moment yes. when, when he's prattling on about this. He's eating caterpillars and presumably magic mushrooms. He goes into the, the Thai guy's uh, little hut and takes a dude's bandana. Uh, my buddy and I do the... <laughs> we love doing that. <laughs> Act like we're doing the bandana. Yeah, instead of... He actually does successfully steal an AK-47 from yeah. one of these gentlemen. And he thinks about shooting one of them, but instead takes the bandana... Uh, he starts having hallucinations of Daffy yeah. uh, talking to him. They they have a sequence where they revisit uh, the hotel room from from Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And they they're firing an M60, presumably into a crowd of civilized people, the uh, Chunky Charlies. <laughs> he ends up back at the at the the commune and yeah, he just appears there. <laughs> he doesn't know how. We don't know how he got there. Kitty's talking to him like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Where have you been? Mm-hmm. Like. We're kind of been looking for you. Like we wouldn't want to run off to. He's just he's completely lost it. I love the shot of a. Uh, it's recede. It's Keaty head on. He's a very dark skinned gentleman on a black background, and the camera's pulling back from him. It's just this endless void surrounding him. It's very cool looking because mm. it it just, it looks otherworldly. I don't quite know how they did that. If they just used a darkened studio or if it's green screened or something, probably just a darkened studio. Probably it's a really calculated camera move it looks really cool yeah so shaggy and scooby are making it over they've made their raft and now leo's put he's going back and watching it now i think he's hoping they get killed i think that's kind of what he's after because uh, they these two dipshits uh, or these two dipshits and the poor ladies that they drug uh, along he's kind of like watching them come in and these two idiots don't realize that all this marijuana that's being cultivated um what do you think this is like, you're like no man we fell we died you think we it just springs up. up like that in rows <laughs> and they're like they're singing sublime talking about joints and they're like looking at all the stuff smelling the, the oh it was actually francois and uh what's his face smelling it and then the fucking Thai guys are like, yo, dude, there's some jabronis on our field. Yeah, and Leo's hiding in the bushes. And I remember during his insane ramblings, uh, he does make mention of the map being like his mission. Mm-hmm. So he's like laser focused on that. Where it's like, I don't care about them as people. I just want the thing that they're carrying. Yeah. So, yeah, he probably does want them to die just so he can take it. Yeah. Especially since they outnumber him and he's fucking leo (laughs) a confrontation with the stoners and somebody moves too quickly and they get shot uh except for one of the ladies wasn't going to get away but she's trying to yeah she makes a run for it uh and then she gets shot right in front of leo but right before she does uh call back to the monkey yeah uh, he hisses at her leo gets like in her way and it like stops her in her tracks and he hisses at her and then bam and he gets blood sprayed on his face and like oh shit and this was a really interesting moment that in the moment it's like a huh kind of moment but Mm. like in retrospect it's like ah i get what i get what they were doing here so he hisses at her like a fucking feral animal she pauses she gets shot she collapses in front of him and she's bleeding out and onto the mud and the map is like held right in front of him like it's within arm's reach he doesn't even have to move much to get it and he just kind of sits there and and then runs he doesn't grab the map Mm -hmm. his mission like the one thing that he's been thinking about for however long he's been out in the fucking mountains yeah um and then i thought about it and it's like oh this is the first time someone's been killed in front of him Mm -hmm. like carlisle was already dead christo and the other swedes were injured they weren't dead this person expired 
in front of him. They were murdered in and front of him. And that reaction that he was upset with himself for not having, he has now, mm-hmm. finally. Because it's real. Because it's real. And it, he saw it happen. Yeah. And so he snaps back to himself. He takes off into the bushes. Uh, one of the Thai guards follows him. But just so happens, Leo, while he was nuts, was making punji steak traps. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, like bamboo bamboo spike traps basically it's like a smaller version of a deadfall like we covered in the edge the deadfall yeah <laughs> uh, the sir ma- anthony hopkins's technique so all the mystery machine is dead uh this guy the the tie guy chases him and he you know gets he, he gets fucked up he takes a bad step he's probably gonna die yeah he's to not be perfectly honest yeah. leo you're a murderer yeah. Thank, good good for you oh no no <laughs> he's about to murder somebody uh so we get back and leo's spying in on the commune and they're doing just fine they're having their sixth year anniversary um uh-huh. he ends up getting a hold of Francois. It takes a minute uh, to calm her down. Because he just, like, grabs her and holds her Dude, down. Dude, he hip-tosses her. Yeah. Like, seriously. Well, bam. Like, this lady got stunt pay. Cause, yeah. Like, Leo, I don't know if you meant to throw her that hard, but it is a bump. Yeah. It is a bump and a half. Yeah, he's... It's funny what he's saying to her. He's like, it's me, Francois. Don't you remember? And she's like... I'm the, I'm the guy who sucks at soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. It's kind of like... Like, why wouldn't you think I would remember you? I think that plays into the time thing. Where mm-hmm. it's like, for him, it was probably forever ago. Like, but it probably was like 10 days, if not 7. Well, like, solitary confinement. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, how long has it been? It's been two days. What? I thought it was a fucking week. <laughs> what? <laughs> two days without a game, boy. So it may, it may actually not have been... It may have only been, like, a few days. And it may have just seemed, like, so much longer to him. Just... From that, those few days. Yeah, I, I don't know. The way it's edited suggests it's not much time, mm-hmm. but the way he behaves suggests that it's a lot of time. But yeah, actually, it would make a lot of sense if it was just a couple of days and she's like, what the, the fuck, fuck are you yeah. talking about? Of course I remember you. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, that one small guy, I dig his dancing. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, <laughs> he's doing yeah. like fist stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so there, this is again, now we've got the 90. Uh, Sandstorm. Yeah, we are busting. No techno Viking, unfortunately. Tilda Swinton's an awful dancer. This is, I mean, nobody nobody in this tent are good dancers, but like, it's exceptional. I'm kind of surprised we don't have any Lando Calrissian dancing. Like Return of the Jedi, he's just doing like the the, the <laughs> easy the easy clap. No, they're they're feeling. Ain't gotta sweat, ain't gotta do nothing. <laughs> just stand so in sad. place, sway and clap. What's with that lady with the hair? <laughs> like, what's with the rolls? Hey, how you doing, Chewbacca? <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> so we have the tent conclave. Uh, I've been using that ever since the this conclave is over. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they, they have a meeting in the tent and Leo is telling the French that like, listen, we got to go. Like they just gunned down the mystery machine. Yeah. The, the three are reunited. Finally. It's been a long time. It's actually. been a long time. It's been a long journey. Yeah. Um, and Christo is in the tent with, with Etienne and, uh, Leo tells the French like, Hey, uh, we got to get out of here. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And Etienne is like hesitant cause he doesn't want to leave Christo cause he's a Etienne's he's a, a good, fucking good he's guy. He's a stand-up guy. Etienne is the best person yeah, in this Yeah, bring him movie. home to mom. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Um, and he, like, 
Francois kind of like cuddles up to him a little bit, so it's like suggested that like she's veering away from Leo towards Etienne a little bit. I think she's come full circle in her decisions. I think that Leo was confident and exciting as a newcomer, and she she appreciated that. But then she realized, oh, he's kind of a dick. That Kitty guy, he knows things. Yeah, he knows things. Um, but yeah, uh, the two French they actually take off. Like as soon as the action starts, they take off. They and- take off, and then did you see the person with the gun run by? Yeah. yeah, in the foreground, yeah. we see a silhouette that very clearly has a large instrument protruding from it. It's not a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's pantomiming what that would look like if it was a dick. Um, but Leo, he sticks around in the tent, and it's him and Cristo, and Etienne had told him that uh, his leg injury is gangrenous, and it is spreading. And so he's going to die. He is going to die. Yes. Uh, there is no... No bones about it. He's going to expire. And Leo euthanizes him. He, he mer- mercy kills him. Yes, though. he puts his, his hand over his nose and mouth and suffocates the Swede and comes to tears in doing so. It's a very effective scene. It's tough. It's uh, tough. It, but it, I think under the circumstances, it was necessary. Yeah, because uh, it needs to be said, they do kick around the idea of like finding a way to take Cristo with them it's like it's not it's not it's not gonna happen and he's gonna die on the way anyway yeah so you know say what you will I think it was the right thing to do it was the right thing to do under the circumstances uh but yeah some shooting starts yeah and the ties enter the enclosure Mm -hmm. so they come in they do the thing where they shoot up at the heavens to send a message and the the head farmer guy he he delivers a little spiel he's just a blue collar worker he's like listen I told you guys could stay here. And like, it's fine. I said no more people. He's like, I'm I'm a worker. I sent all my money back to home to my family. I'm just trying to make a living. And you guys are putting that in jeopardy. And he's like, you all have to fucking leave. And they take a stand. Oh, Tilda Swinton takes a stand. She's like, we're not leaving. This is our home. This is ours now. And like, you've got no AK-47s. Yeah, the, the, the cast of Rent and Stomp stand up to the Thai farmers with the guns. She's <laughs> the only one standing up. Everybody else is like, I think everybody else is pretty content with leaving. She doesn't want to leave. Yeah, she's like, no, this is, this she is, is mine. Unemployable. I can tell you that right now. I would. She's not going to be able to find a job again. No, no. She has no place in civilization. <laughs> Once you've tasted, like, she's borderline cult leader. Like, they don't have crazy notions of like the end of the world or some weird religion it's just that she's in control and i think that's probably pretty hard to give up on once you have it see i think she would do okay if we if we had dating apps at the time and she could just find whatever weirdos she needed to to live off of but it's a (laughs) catch-22 she would never use those this is well yeah that would take effort (laughs) it takes effort and it it goes against everything she believes in the technology is the thing and all all this 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 rat race life that they're all living she doesn't say that but that she's a fucking hip there it's a group i don't know a lot of hippies have iphones i'm just saying (laughs) you know what trevor i can't argue with that (laughs) well yeah she pops up and she spills the beans about dick copying that map because, uh, like I said, we were in fucking high school. Mm-hmm. Get him! <laughs> and the Thai guy is like, well, I see an opportunity for the situation to work itself out. Yeah, so. I was really concerned this was going to be Russian roulette. Thankfully, uh, it was not. <laughs> no, uh, that's the deer hunter. Uh, I know, but I was like, this is yeah. a movie. It's an Asian man with a revolver. <laughs> this, this was and the, one bullet. Yeah. I, can see where this I is was going. very concerned. Somebody has a red bandana. Someone on. has a red bandana. Yeah. 
Good point. Uh, but yeah, so he puts he he dumps out the bullets and he puts one in, presumably in the chamber, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And he hands it to her. He's like, "If you want to do this, you got to kill him." Yep. And Leo calls her bluff. He's just like, "Hey, you you're not gonna do it because if you do it, this is all done. They're they're not gonna walk. Yeah, they're not gonna listen to you anymore after you shoot someone in the face in front of them." No. And Bugs is even like, "Oh, he's such a piece of shit." Bugs is like holding him up against. He's like, "Do it, come on, fucking shoot him in the head." Yeah, Bugs has him restrained. And by the way, good good job with the makeup. They put a a, a contact lens on Leo's eye, mm-hmm. like popped blood vessels. It yeah, looks, it looks pretty cool. I think um, he got a. I think he got a uh, an assault rifle. Uh, yeah, he butt. he got butted to the yeah. back of the head with a rifle. So it's he's bloodied. He looks fucking crazy and feral it's pretty cool yeah um and yeah he goes on a little tirade he has a he has a leo tantrum he's getting in her face he's he's kind of doing a robert de niro impression to be honest he's he's egging her on and repeating himself a lot because yeah. de niro does that he, he does. finds one one sentence to just say come with me now come with me now come with me now <laughs> he had you never knock me down ray you never knock me down come with me now come with me now <laughs> He, he has worked with him before. He has, and he's a good person to look to for inspiration. But yeah. um, I I really like this actually. Like, it's I, really I good. Liked, I like that he was confronting Sal head on, and it was very intense. It was very well done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, she pulls the trigger. She like she actually goes through with it, despite you know you can tell she's a little shaky. She's not super happy about what she's doing, but she believes in it that much that she pulls the trigger and click yeah and it's fucking brilliant like this tie guy is just like gotcha bitch uh because mm. it it worked perfectly like nobody gets harmed and this is all going to crumble because of it like you can see what she's capable of and what kind of person she actually is yep and it it, it absolutely works uh and this is again this is where my my kitty theory um he's embracing the other dude who's missing the tooth that they pulled who's out missing the tooth of kitty man yeah, you can if, do if you are into that like you can do so much up better. your standards, man. Yeah. You 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 got the goods. Go with the the chef once he gets his arm. Yeah, hygienic. He's, he's good looking. He's, he's good looking like, fella. He's his facial hair is remarkably he, well trimmed. He was fun. I like like fish. I still smell fish. Yeah, no, <laughs> so he, he only had one gimmick, but it was done well. It was done well, and it was not overdone. Yeah, no. uh, but yeah, it's all over, and we're all leaving now. Yeah, and on the narration track, like. Leo makes mention how like everybody leaves instantly, like everybody has no intention of staying anymore except Sal. Like, and I think Bugs Sal can't leave. I think Bugs left too. I think he did. I but was looking for him on the raft, but I didn't see him. I didn't see him on the raft, but uh, if I remember right, Leo only mentions Sal by name. Mm-hmm. He's just like she's well, she's the only person who can't leave. The bu- Bugs was like kind of posted up, like kind of elbow on the table, thinking, and then they showed just her without him so i'm led to believe that he ended up leaving yeah she like crumbles like prostrate on on the floor and everybody just she's got to wait for the next group of jabronis uh to I come mean, in you know shaggy and scooby found their way yeah uh so yeah they they go back to the mainland and we get to the fucking internet cafe yeah oh, uh, the it. transition back to the mainland is a circuit board map mm-hmm. i was like that's it's that's, pretty good. That's cute. I was so excited. I mean, some some people talk shit about that rat in uh, the Departed. Oh yeah, it's a little too on the nose for me, but yeah. A lot of people talk shit about that, and I think that's just them being lazy and uncreative and relying on Cracked.com to tell them about their movies because mm-hmm. that's a fucking awesome movie. And You're out of it, your mind. It earned that. <laughs> um, if you think that that scene made that movie bad, 
then you're some, out of your there's fucking There's some mind. people that if you get them in the right situation, they will put their hand up and say, Oh, hey, what about that last shot, though? Huh? Shut the fuck you up! You shut the fuck up! <laughs> Next question! <laughs> Give him a fast motion Alec Baldwin punch. <laughs> throw a shoe at you. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, circuit board map, you know, to hammer home the point. This, oh, you know, modern technology in the mainland, blah, 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 blah. But the, yeah. I, this, I, I, I forgot. I'm like, I was excited to see it again because I'm like, I want to see those old Macs. iMacs. Dude, I'm like, I want to, I can't remember how big they are. And then when you see it, it's like, oh my God, I haven't seen a computer it's, that it's, big. It's like a CRT television. <laughs> That houses the entirety of the computer, and then the you know the semi-transparent and white keyboard. I was it's, like, "Yep, that was middle school." Yep, middle school. I'm <laughs> that like, "Was middle school." Those are incredible. It's so big. Yeah, and they're colorful too. Very colorful. <laughs> yeah, we have all all sorts of colorful iMacs, and He's, yeah, internet cafe, and he checks his email. He logs in very fast. Yeah. Did you? you I couldn't do that back then. <laughs> did you see when his parents emailed him? I didn't catch the date or the time. One one two thousand. They emailed him on Y two K. Oh, looking. just to see if it works. <laughs> I was funny. Like, where are you? Yeah, that's cute. And also in his inbox though is a message from Kitty and someone else who yeah. had a message that the 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 heading on it says like beach life. I think mm-hmm. there's an attachment. It says FS. I think is what it was. Yeah. FC or FS. Yeah. Francois. Francois. Something or yeah. other. Um, and the attachment is a scanned copy of of a photo that she took, like a group photo of everyone. And by the way, she had to, of course, she had to back up into the camera while she's taking that photo. Jesus I, fuck. I <laughs> I love the the, the photo mm. because that was probably the highlight of him going there was being with her, and she's the only person not in the photo. This is true. I, I, I really like that. It's I don't even think it was intentional. I just like that in the story. Like you don't even get you didn't have a photograph to remember by. by. And yeah. then uh, Ghost Writer, Ghost yeah. Writer, Ghost Writer, yeah, yes. Ghost Writer writes on the photo like uh, a parallel universe. Parallel because that was the garbage yeah. that he yeah. That was that swill that he threw her way. Yeah. And parallel universe love Francois. Uh, and like you said, she's not in the photo. By the way, it looked like Tilda Swinton took a bad spill after they took that photo. Yeah, they do what people do in wedding photos now. They all jump yeah, up the, at the, the same hop. time. It looked yeah. like she didn't stick the <laughs> <laughs> Only injury on the entire production. Tilda Swinton taking a bad step. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the beach. Yeah. Um... So overall, did, did, you weren't you weren't too upset about having to watch it. No, okay, no, I, I enjoyed it. It it's definitely way off the beaten path for me. Yeah, um, this is not my kind of movie. This isn't even really my kind of movie. It's a like I said, I wish I had seen this when I was a younger man because I think it would have really resonated with me a lot. It probably would have inspired me. Um, me now, it's just like it's a weird thing to look at because like all these characters are supposed to be younger than me and mm. they. They don't care about any of the things that I care about. I kind of hate everyone in this movie on some level. It was a simpler time. <laughs> it's it's just a, a different way of living. Where yeah. it, a lot of people, like this movie, probably really resonates with them. Because mm. there's, a, there's a lot of people, especially in our age range, that, like I was telling you off the air, it's like travel and experience is all they can really afford to invest in in their lives. It's yeah. like property values are insane. Having a child is unthinkable yeah. and it requires commitment yeah whereas yeah just, we don't like to commit <laughs> yeah whereas just hopping on a plane and going to a fancy place and like existing in that moment and enjoying it to the fullest it's like it's addictive it's it's very attractive to a lot of people and it's not a 
it's not a way of living I've ever, ever even considered. Gotcha. Uh, so for this, this is like a perfect fantasy for some people. Like I have friends that this movie is probably like the equivalent of porn for them. This... Like movies like Lost in Translation, for instance. There, there was a lot of people when that came out. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Go live in a far off land that's so whimsical and exotic. Yeah. And I've never really had that instinct. I have, I have had that that fantasy, and I think maybe this movie helped kind of ground it in reality a little bit. Like you don't like reality is going to seep in. The real yeah. world is going to seep in. Real dynamics between people are going to happen, and you're going to have people that don't you don't like, and you're going to be confronted with things that are going to suck, and you're going to have to deal with those things. It's like, well, when you think about it like that, it's not really a fantasy anymore, and. I it, this may not have been the whole, whole reason, but I'm like this kind of helped, like oh, kind of made that clear, like this isn't. I, I think you hammered home the point that's like these are a bunch of characters who are running away from life itself in some way, mm-hmm. because I mean, reality of the matter is, it's like yeah, you can you can cast off everything, you can try to make the world as small as possible and as simple as possible, but there's always small scraps that follow you no matter what. Like you know, who knows? Maybe you get a call when you're in Thailand, and it's like hey, your dad died or something like that. It's like, oh, while I was fucking around in the jungle, you know, pretending that the rest of the world didn't exist, someone I care about expired and I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. That sucks. Um, But yeah, I think it's a very well-made film. Uh, I really do need to see Trainspotting because Danny Boyle is... You should watch this tonight, actually. That's it. He's mostly like an unknown quantity to me like i i'm not terribly familiar with his filmography but thanks to you i've seen at least two of his movies now <laughs> i think i think train spotting it's one of my most favorite movies just in general but i think it's probably my favorite danny boyle movie okay that i've yeah. seen i need to get you to work on your top 100 list because oh, I, I, I really want to see what you put on there because i'm curious what i have on there because i think i think if we successfully lay out even like a basic skeleton for those we're going to see just how different our taste in film. Yeah, I'm mean, just like, to see that hang on, why do you it. guys do a podcast together? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> it's like, well, that's why. Yeah. Because we we catch up on cinema. We yeah. show each other things that we don't normally go for. Like, I am in a deep sci-fi hole right now. Like, I am really going through new sci-fi, old sci-fi. I am, I am in it deep right now. And I'm busy watching... Uh, Korean War movie. <laughs> I guess that's better. <laughs> that's better. That's what I did with my uh, Thursday evening. Uh, but yeah. I anyway. Think, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks so much for listening. That was Danny Boyle's The Beach from the year 2000. Yes. I corrected my notes because Kyle took issue with that. I think we're going to be doing some Christmas stuff for December. I mean, we ought to. It, we is, ought to. it is December. It is December. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, tune in next time. Yep.